Hello, guys. Uh, welcome back to Unapologetically, Unapologetically Melanated. So, <laughs> we're harmonizing. I love See? it. So, first of all, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Galentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Valentine's Day with your special someone with yourself, yes. friends. Self love is the best love. Puppy. Whatever. <laughs> out of good stuff. And also, Happy Black History Month. Yeah. Hold on, I got a little, little clip for y'all. Oh, Lord, YouTube just playing stuff. Hold on, real quick. No worries. Hey, happy Black History Month! Whoop whoop! Beautiful black. It's our always. month. It's, our it's month. always our month, but specifically February. <laughs> the shortest month, but I ain't gonna talk about it. Yes, <laughs> Yes, but happy, happy Black, Black History, History Month. Month. So this episode is gonna be very much very unapologetically beautiful. melanated yes. today. We Extra had to melanated, so we want to do like a little Black History theme ish, yeah. or you know, all things Black. Mm-hmm. You know, we are very Black, but you know, it's gonna be Black Black yeah. today. That Just cater to us, our culture, that type of stuff. So little things will be a little different this today, episode, yeah. but I think y'all gonna enjoy it. So let's go ahead and start with. Wins and losses. I'll let you go first. So my win this week is I was featured in Dallas Vogue magazine. Woo, woo. My first article uh, like published. So I'm super happy about that. Um, yeah. So I just basically will drop the link in the show notes. But mm-hmm. I just basically talked about my story, like how I went from working nine to five to entrepreneurship. So like my journey, it's been I've been in full time entrepreneurship for almost a year. Like I actually like this week is like the anniversary of kind of like when I left my job. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. I hadn't started the full-time entrepreneurship yet, but like a year ago, yeah. so I was kind of like transitioning, like quitting and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what was next for me. So yeah, it was super, I was super happy The kind of like how it worked out. Like a year ago you left a year mm-hmm. ago, like you're literally telling your story to like people, mm-hmm. like publishing it in an article. So to see yes, it. That's, that's my cool. win. And I read it and it was great. The link yeah. is uh in the description. So y'all yes. go check out me as uh share dude. it. Show show me some love. Show us some love. I also talked about the podcast too. Had to mm-hmm. shout us out. Um my loss probably would be so just now we went to the gas station. <laughs> that shit was ghetto as fuck. Like y'all know how it be in gas stations. Really I feel like when you go to a gas station, it's very much in and out, in and out, in and out. You only go in yeah. the gas station when you apps I do, when I absolutely need yes. something. Because if so, I don't have to go inside, I will not. Yeah, so we went to just to get uh Gatorade, some Red Bull, because we're drinking Red Bull vodka today. Oh, yeah. So we we'll need to get our stuff, uh, some snacks and stuff. But the way the gas station was set up, like basically the cashier, I'm talking fast, just get get, get through this. The cashier <laughs> has is she's like in a box, like a window. So you have to literally put your items up to the window for her to scan it. But when I went up there, she kind of like, I guess I was supposed to just know that. <laughs> I ain't never been on gas station where I had to do that. She's like, put the barcode right here. How the fuck am I supposed to know? <laughs> like, you don't have a sign. You're just like, we're literally just staring at each other. He was like, mm. I literally, Throws I put all the, the items up there, whatever. I pay in cash. She's taking forever to count $6.06. <laughs> I'm like, we got this podcast to make. Come on, honey. 
literally happened like 15 minutes ago. She was dry as hell. Like, I'm just like, (laughs) this is a loss. Because it made us late. Literally, it made us late. (laughs) Waiting on her to come on. That's funny. Okay, so my win is this past weekend, I went to um, a spectacular Black Girl Art Show, which is kind of like a, um, it's kind of like a traveling event. They do it in different cities. It's based in Atlanta, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just came to Dallas this past weekend, and I had a great time. It was, it felt so good. First of all, there was hella art and like relatable art. Mm-hmm. This is the type of art, you know, when you go in and you're looking in the stores, this is what I be looking for. And it's like, I'll find it from time to time, but I really do my best. Very hit or miss. Very hit or miss. But it's like, even sometimes when I buy, buy black art in the stores, I be hoping that it's from a black person. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I know two that I have for sure. Um, but one of them, when I bought it, the lady's picture was on it. Okay. So like they told me that. But, and then when I bought online, like straight from her website. Okay. But my other ones, I just be hoping that it's from a black artists nice. but being there and just seeing all this like cool black art that they made it was really nice they had uh performances and mm-hmm. there was some food there at this food tray and it was busting busting i had some cajun pasta a, um like an episode from insecure yeah when they just yeah, be like going somewhere stuff, together because yeah. i went with um two of my friends cheyenne and destiny so but it was good very mm-hmm. black very artsy very fun like i i had a good time so that was my win Oh, and by the way, um, if you're looking to see if they're they'll be in your city soon, I think their website is Black Girl Art Show, and mm-hmm. their Instagram is Black Girl Art Show too. You can go. I think they're going to Washington D.C. next. So okay, cool. Just look to see if they'll be in your city anytime soon. But my loss is, you know, I think my loss is really just I. I got a puppy, mm-hmm. and his name is Zeke. Cute little dude, but he poops a lot. So that is my loss. Cleaning up. Dog poop and pee. He's cute. He, he is cute. So it's he's like you can't stand me. I'm not a dog person, but I like him. Yes, he is. He's not a very hectic dog, yeah. like at all. But he's he has like the right amount of energy and chillness. But he just he's a baby. So mm-hmm. you know he he does a pretty decent job of telling us when to go outside. But he do. But even going outside because we have like a patio, we have to clean it up. Mm-hmm. So inside, outside, we have to clean it up. But just cleaning up dog poop is my loss. Also. Just found a little burnout, too, mm-hmm. which we was talking about uh, the last episode as well. So something I'm trying to keep from doing, taking me as advice mm-hmm. from burning out. So I think I've been doing decent yeah, of not like, you know, like spazzing. Yeah. But I'm like just trying to staying organized yeah. is helping me the most of anything. Just like staying organized, staying in order of what I said, that like things that are important that need to be done. Yeah, But I feel like really close. I'ma say on Monday, like just giving up. Mm-hmm. Like I was so close to it. I had was so 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 busy. I had been like nonstop busy since Saturday, just filming, doing content. But it'll all pay off. It will. And being here makes me feel better yeah. too. So Mia made me feel better this morning when she came home. This is our way to decompress. Yeah. So because she saw my energy, yeah, was it was like, very. It's okay. You don't have to like. We so worked up about the podcast. Yeah, like, I think I I feel like I'm so worked up about everything else. Yeah. Maybe worked up about the podcast. I mean, like, you had to remind easy. me like this is this is fun, and I was like, yeah, you're right. And then she made me feel better. So, so speaking girl. of fun, let's go ahead and pour up our uh, drinks. Real oh, quick, okay. By the way, so we're doing some little different for us. Yeah. You know, we've had it at bars, but we never had it, made it ourselves. So we're gonna see how it go. We're doing Red Bull, Bull vodka. vodka. So the vodka it's is like I want a little. I wanted to sip, but I needed energy. 
Yeah, we want we needed a little, little both yeah. today. So this is the hammer and sickle um vodka. Looks forty percent alcohol, eighty proof. The bottle is real it's cute. cute. We I've had it, mm-hmm. but we finna see how it's we're not big vodka people. But yeah. this is actually some if y'all want some like decent vodka, you're good. It's pretty decent for some vodka. I don't never any. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Got it in cup. Oh yeah. I poured a little bit in. And then, oh, ASMR. Yeah, it's not giving, it's not giving AMC. <laughs> I can hear it myself. Hold on, I'm going to try one more time. No. <laughs> She's trying to pour it, for y'all that's listening, not on YouTube. She's trying to pour it by the microphone. <laughs> it's not it's giving. Not it's all. not giving. Well, I tried, y'all. This is your ASMR, our lovely voices. <laughs> all right. Cheers. I poured a lot. I you will. did. I didn't need. I need some energy. Happy Black History Month. Black History Month. Yeah, I need some more red. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving um cough syrup. <laughs> I knew that that was not enough. <laughs> when you taste, mm. I didn't want to overpour though. Yeah, I think I might, but I I need more of this Red Bull than this vibe. Okay, y'all. Let's get back on track. All right, so. <laughs> Let's do our songs of the week. What's your song of the week? So, my song of the week is a song that y'all probably already know. is Don't Touch My Hair by Solange. Like I said, this episode will be real black. So, mm-hmm. I feel like, first of all, I feel like Solange as a whole, as an artist, very much black, black girl black, magic. Black, black, yeah. yeah, so I love, love, love Solange. So, Me it was too. really hard choosing a song. She's the first person that came to my mind when it came to song of the week. But um, I was trying to decide which song embodied some good black name. And I was like, you know what? All of her songs do, mm-hmm. but don't touch my hair. It's relatable. Especially it both is. of us having our hair out all the time. All right. DJ, spin that shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my hair When it's the feelings I wear Don't touch my soul It's a rhythm I know Don't touch my crown They see the vision I've found Don't touch what's there When it's the feelings I wear They don't understand what it means to me to go where we meant to go. They don't understand what it means to me where we chose to go where we meant to go. You know this here is my shit bro. I'm just watching that dance. I like Bell. She was in the zone. But this hair is mine. So relatable. Just don't touch my hair. No, I remember when that song first came out. I was like, this? We was in Stephenville, too. We w- <laughs> and that's the shit we always... I'm sorry. That's the stuff you always have to deal with. Uh, and we'll be talking about that in Life Hacks later. But, yeah, being in a... Predominantly white to areas a PWI, with natural, beautiful hair. A lot of... Let me touch it. And a lot of... Make your ass up. Literally. So, we dealt with that all the a time. Lot. So, when that song came out, it was definitely hitting in that time. Yeah. Period. All right, Mia, what's your song of the week? So, my song is Black Her- 
Black Parade by Beyonce. <laughs> it's so crazy. The sisters. Yeah, we did uh, not plan this to choose did, sisters. Yeah, so Black Parade, obviously with the title, mm. <laughs> was given black. So I love how in the more recent years, Beyonce is really putting on more of like the black excellence. Yes. Like the, I love that from, from yes. the both of them. So you go yes. ahead and play it. All right. I'm going back, 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 back when my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a bob bob tree of life on fertile ground. My ancestor put me on game. On charm, on gold chains. With my old shoon in a jail. Drip all on me. I'm gonna dash you keep it. Holla, don't I smell like such a non-chopper Okay. okay, I love that song so much. Beyonce. <laughs> I like when she started like rapping or whatever that is. I like that. It's like singing rapping. Yeah. She be going, uh, what's uh <clears throat> one of my favorite songs she's uh, rapping? Top off? Yes. Yeah. I took the top off the Maybach. Yeah. <laughs> I be listening to I'm like, I took the top off oh, my, my make bag. She, yeah, she kept that. <laughs> I love Beyonce. And if you don't, oh well. mm, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, All right. Buddy. Now, what is your TV or TV TV show or movie of the week? So I've been watching Euphoria. Um, Euphoria. <laughs> that singing does not go with the, <laughs> I know. the vibes of the show. <laughs> so Euphoria, y'all know that's a super popular show. I feel like the reason why it is so popular, I feel like because they drop episodes weekly. So it's like mm-hmm. you, it's not like they drop all episodes. You can binge it. So it's like you gotta wait, you gotta yeah. wait. So just like, because I feel like that's the thing now. Most yes. stuff like, just, especially because it's on, which it's channel? on HBO Max. Yeah, so so I feel I like, like that made people more like, ooh, what's next? Yes, what's next? literally. Same so thing with like like power and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so like you get that. to watch it like you know with everybody. In yeah. The world. So it's a show. I I love Zendaya. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I'm, if she was not on the show, I probably would not watch it. She's a main character, but her acting because I've she's been, great. She's in great because I've been watching her since she was younger. She's the same mm-hmm. age as us. So oh, that's so crazy. I've been watching her since she first started. So for me, I'm like, I'm loving seeing her at her like the height of her career. Like basically, her character is a drug addict, a teenage drug mm-hmm. addict, and obviously Zendaya does not do drugs. Like yeah. I feel like she's one of those very wholesome from what she what she puts out there. Like, like her wholesome, image is yeah. very wholesome, like very relatable. Like I feel like me and her, she reminds me of like someone I know. You know. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like I don't know any people that are drug addicts. Like I'm talking about hard drugs. Yeah, me neither. And so for her to like act and play it so well, I'm like, dang, you gotta dig deep. You can't just like pretend. Oh, how much? Did drug you just addict. watch the latest episode? Yeah. Because I I don't watch. I tried to get into it, mm-hmm. but I guess it's just not like a. I don't think it was bad. I think it was just kind of. I don't know. It was lot. hard for. Yeah, it's I think a it lot a to lot. intake. It's a lot of uh like sex, drugs, like and you know how HBO is. They don't. It's give very a shit. much <laughs> basically porn. That's yeah. at this point. I'm like, y'all should just show. Like, and I've seen a lot of people because it's like 
it's like up until that moment before it's just it's just too much i've seen a lot of people talk about like much. they show a lot of penis they show too much dingling <laughs> that, and that's it was hard for me to get because i don't want to see, see that yeah i honestly don't want to see that like you know i feel it. um same thing with boobs Booty. Yeah, like, it's, it's just, just something like it can sh- be excessive. It's like you really ain't have to show a show titty, that, but it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with sex scenes, it's like you get when someone's about to have sex. Like you get it. Yeah, but sometimes it like be too much. Showing basically the whole thing. I'm just like, uh, but no, okay. I seen people talking about whatever happened in the last episode. Everybody she, was like, she was acting her ass she off. Did so great, like Emmy is coming for her. Okay, like, she did good. So her last name is Coleman. We cousins. In my head, yeah. <laughs> Hey Zendaya, you see we girl. She's dope. She's dope. She is dope. I love Zendaya. She is very talented, and the mm-hmm. girl can dress. She's and very dress, fashion forward. We sing. love it. We love to see it. All that multi talented. Okay, what are you watching? So I already finished it, mm-hmm. but um, I think I talked about it before. The Wonder Years. Have I talked about it? Mm-mm. Okay, so The Wonder Years is a reboot of an old show, but they made it like, like I believe the the show the like the original version was more white i believe mm-hmm. i have not seen it though this is i'm gathering from what i've seen and what my mother has told me mm-hmm. but i've never watched the original one of the years however they had like a reboot and it's like based on a black family and it's in the 60s i want to say this, yeah it's, it's the 60s hulu? it's on it's, yeah it's on okay. hulu and it's basically a family it's like a coming of age type thing so it's falling around a young boy his name is dean and like his family he has like an older sister his mom his dad dad's a musician Mom's like yes. an administrator. I've seen the first episode. Yes, yeah, I'm like she's like an administrative type office person. And um, sister's like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically talking about like, it's, I feel like they add in the trauma stuff without it being too traumatized. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, they add it in, but it's mostly based on him being 12, growing up in the 60s. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the stuff he deal with, like, you know, uh, like he found out his best friend, like the girl that he liked and mm-hmm. like that type of stuff, dealing with sports and going to work with his parents, going to the Black Panther meeting with his sister. Just kind of like figuring out. The, um, I, there's one episode where the A found out about like periods mm-hmm. and like they found like sex magazines. Mm-hmm. And that episode was funny as mm-hmm. hell to me because children are yeah. so clueless. But just like him and his friends. So I really like it because it's set in the 60s without it being traumatizing as yeah. hell. It's really, it's funny to me. It's like really nice. And I love the cast. It's, I feel like this is the first time, not the first time, this is one of the few times I've seen a cast where they look like they could be really? related. Really? Everybody's uh, dark skinned, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the family. And there's nothing wrong with like, I mean, I know that like genetics, you know, sometimes like, there can be a random light skinned person in family or like mm-hmm. dark skinned person, you know. But sometimes I feel like on shows and movies, they just don't even try to make yeah. the family. Yeah, just even people look the streets, literally. You and I get it's all about who job, make yeah. the role, but I feel like there's also a weird little agenda out there yeah. too. But um, this is like one of the first times I've really seen casting mm-hmm. where they actually look like they could be related and they're like a true family. And it's like the whole family is dark skinned beautiful skin everyone's cute uh i think the sister wears her her, like her natural hair and stuff Mm -hmm. so but it's um it's called the wonder years it is on hulu they just uh like the first season is on there so i'm guessing to make a second season but it's really i liked it i enjoyed watching yeah i've seen some of the first episodes i was watching abbott elementary Ah, that's another show uh, i've been watching i guess because i didn't realize i thought it was the next episode of abbott Mm. and so i was like what 
<laughs> he was when it was on, I was like, this is something else. And I was like, oh, okay. It's a different show. Yeah, it was that Watch show. Watch Abbott Elementary, too. That's funny. That show is funny. And shout out to Quinta. Get her, her flowers yeah. because she doing a damn thing out there. But Abbott Elementary is funny. It has to be funny if my mom was watching it. Yeah. So then she don't she don't think anything is funny. That's really funny. She old. No, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, my mom think it's funny. That shit funny. It's a good show. I enjoy it. The principal is hilarious to me. Okay. All right. So. Time for Black Excellence. Black Excellence. All I, right. I yeah. guess I'll go first. Yeah. So, the business, the black business I want to highlight today is called I Heart Cairo. It's a sports and family chiropractic practice. So, this practice is actually in Dallas, Texas. We will drop the uh, address in the description. Um, so, I met the lady who's over it. Her name is Dr. Brittany Pearson. She's actually from Red Oak, Texas, which is like a... Like by right outside Ellis. of yes, outside, yes, like right in Ellis County. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a certified chiropractor. She got her bachelor's of exercise science at UTA, and then got her um doctorates, doctorate of chiropractic, chiropract, chiropractic, at Parker College of Chiropractic. Okay, <laughs> the way you're like, because <laughs> I'm like trying to say it right, because I've never had to say nothing like this before. I know. So how I came across Dr. Brittany is so. Dream Performance had a really big community boot camp a few weeks ago. So she was actually one of our vendors. And she was doing adjustments on site for $50. So okay. Oh, I remember you yeah, telling you me that. Go, and she would, do it. She, would, she would ask you, like, you know, do you have any issues or whatever? And I got adjusted. It was great. Like, I've never gotten adjusted before. It was good. Um, and it did was, she do the thing? She, like, cracked Yeah, so she cracked my neck, my uh, I hips. I so bad. She did my back. She, um... You know those massage guns? She did that, too. Just really checking to see if I had any, Red Oak's like... not that far from me. I'm going to have to go check that yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, well, she's born in Red Oak, but it's in Dallas. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I was trying to highlight the fact that she's from... The area. Area, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, super gorgeous as well. She's super nice. sweet and just, like, you can tell she knows what she's talking about. Like, I felt safe in her hands. Because, you know, in chiropractic, they're cracking me and stuff. You're like, you want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, she's not going to kill me, I guess. Or, you know... <laughs> Or, like, hurt me, you know. So, her mission is to provide holistic health care at an affordable price to individuals of all ages and all lifestyles. Cool. So, basically, her services are tailored to your needs. So, whenever you go, if you hire her, like, as your chiropractor, like, mm-hmm. you tell her, like, what you're struggling with, and she's going to help you exactly with that. So, yeah, I'll drop her website mm-hmm. in the links, but it's www.iheartchiro.com, and then her Instagram is iheartchiro. So, black-owned chiropractor. Adjustments are really, really necessary. I didn't realize that until, like, recently. Like, adjustments and massages. Like, having a masseuse, having a a chiropractor, like, that's important. Like, you should, that should be literally normalized for us to, like, see those type of people monthly. And not when something is just wrong. Exactly. But, like, just all the time we need those adjustments. I feel like it'll keep things from being wrong. Yes, exactly. I started it's preventative care, for sure. Preventative. Because back in September, I started going and getting monthly massages for my migraine. Mm-hmm. And my migraines have lessened so much since then because I had so much tension, tension yeah. in my neck. And, like, when I have migraines, it hurts my neck. So it's like now getting my neck and my shoulders, like, behind my head, mm-hmm. my temple all that really has helped my migraines out so much. And I was like, I wish I would have been started this, yeah. but like, you just got to educate you just, yourself yeah. on stuff. Especially if growing up, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you didn't see your parents do that, so it's like, why would you just ma- magically be like, I'm going to do that? Yeah, I'm going to go get a massage so for a I, chiropractor. I like that she does family, children. Yeah. So it's kind of like, 
trying to shift the narrative of like, okay, let's actually start normalizing chiropr- mm-hmm. going to the chiropractor more. And not just when something is wrong. I've been wanting to go to a chiropractor yeah, for the longest. Cool. So she'll be a vendor again for us because we really... And Brunch. Yeah, well, no, she's busy that day. She has uh-huh. to work. But in the future, like when oh, we have yeah, more events, mm-hmm. she definitely... I, I can see us doing more business with her. So... Mm-hmm. We love to see it. I like that. I like that. Okay, so... My um, black-owned business is called Build Your Own Crown, which mm-hmm. I got the item with me because I always do. Show and tell. Okay, so this is a pre-wrapped head wrap. So hold on, let me try to find the how. That's what he said. That was, <laughs> that was childish. Okay, anyways. Here it goes. So basically, it's a head wrap. So this is where your head we're going. We're gonna see if my noggin can fit in this. Cause you couldn't do it right now. Hell no. Oh, girl. you know that ain't gonna fit. And then this is the pre-tied part. So you know, like the scarf look where you mm-hmm. tie it in the front. Me personally, I can't do that. I've tried it so many times and I'm not good at it. So that should be hurting. <laughs> yes, you, gotta, you do it to tie. You do it to tie. Like yeah. or it's like I can't get it to look like this. This is yeah. how I be wanting it to look. So they were a vendor at the Black Girl Art Show that mm-hmm. I went to, and I was like. I desperately need one of these because I was like, I it looks literally like it's silk too. Is that silk? Um, I'm not sure. Or like, no, it's not silk. It's what not material silk. is that? I don't know, but it's stretchy though. Yeah, but if it's it's like, not like cotton though. No, 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 no. It's not cotton. So it looks like it won't like make your hair like fuzzy. Oh, like frizzy. Frizzy. Yeah, hair. yeah. I don't. Yeah, the material feels. It's not silk, but mm-hmm. like it's got like that sleek feel to mm-hmm. it. But they were um, at the Black Art, uh, Black Girl Art Show that I went to. And I was like, you know what? I really, really would like one of these. Because I be wanting to wear stuff like this or do things like that. I personally just can't do it. Especially because usually my nails are long. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that grip. But uh, it's called Build Your Own Crown. The owner is Tiffany Danielle Morris. And the Instagram, Build Your Own Crown. Website, buildyourowncrown.com. But they have these pre-tied head wraps. They had bonnets, uh, like really big bonnets, smaller bonnets. And there were so, they had mini uh, head wraps too. For if you don't want maybe like the the bun part right here to be mm-hmm. so big, they had small ones. Or when I went on the website, there were like a bunch of children wearing them too. Okay, that's so, because cool. like imagine a child, like this yeah, would be too heavy for them. But yeah. they had like uh, smaller tie ones, so like children, or maybe you don't want one as big. But yeah, they had a lot of. Um, I was really debating between this and the cheetah print. Ooh. I feel like I, the cheetah print. I was like, oh, Lord knows, I love cheetah print. Yeah. But I was like, this will go more with things that I have. But um, of course, black um black woman as mm-hmm. well. You can buy everything online, and also when you go to her um website, she has wherever she's going to be vendoring next. So mm-hmm. I saw she was. At the Dallas Farmers Market, I okay. believe she was there um, a lot, but she even had the art show on there too. So she has her schedule of when you can go buy things in person. Mm-hmm. So if you did, she has like this the place, the time, that's all that good. stuff that's on there. But of course, want to buy it online? You can, do that, you can yeah. do that as well. Go check her out. Build your own crown, and I can't wait to wear these. I'm not yeah, gonna do it right now. Cause but you can wear it in the front, the back. Back, the side. yeah. I was about to say I saw a dude. Braids, back um, front. he had like locks, and Ooh. his was he had the bun part in the back, and this was like in the front. Cause oh, I could kind of see the locks a little bit, but I was like, okay. I was like, that's yeah. cool. So this, I mean, if males want to wear it too, you listen to this. But I feel like this is great for any type of hairstyle, hairstyle. honestly, that you have. On. Especially yeah. got like some like a uh, braids, and yeah. you put that on the top of it. That'd be cute. I'd be wanting to do that. A look I can't die, but a look. <laughs> But yeah, like check that. out Bill Jones. 
Build your own crown. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right, switching gears. So, next is my segment. We're going to get more with me. Yes. So, today, because like today, like I said, we're making everything, you know, relate, relatable to blackness. So, my title is Understanding Black Beauty. Let's reconstruct our fitness goals to be a virgins, version of ourselves that we want. So this is like a random thing that I thought about because like me and Bev were talking like, okay, how can we make our segments like relate to black history, mm-hmm. just black people? So today I want to talk, I want to really debunk the stereotype of like how black women should look to be, co- to be considered attractive yeah. in society, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like when it comes to like talking about stereotypes, normally, like the normal ones we hear, obviously none of these are true, but we hear or we discuss is like, the angry black woman, mm-hmm. or even like colorism, like light skin, dark skin, who looks better mm-hmm. with our hair, like straight versus curly. Mm-hmm. Texturism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like within like natural hair, like loose curls, tight curls. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's like the obvious stuff that we yeah. always like, okay, when we got to talk about stereotypes, this is what we're talking about. But I've never really heard people talking about like body type, mm-hmm. right? Um not in a versus way, like, yeah. like I said, light skin versus dark yes. skin, 3C versus 4C, you know. So the narrative of, like, black women should be thick, curvy, like the pear shape, um, tiny ways, full lips, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to ask you, like, what stereotype of how a black woman should look like? Other than what I just said, do you have anything else to add into that? Um... I agree. The like the Coke bottle hourglass yes. build, like hippie, yes. curvy, like you said, big butt, big mm-hmm. thighs, uh, cleavage, yeah, big boobs, full lips. Um, I I would say that's yeah, that that's pretty it. much covers okay. it when it comes to body type, or yeah. maybe even sometimes like people will be against other black people with bigger noses like we don't all yeah. have big noses but yeah big nose they prefer too. maybe girls with smaller ish yeah. noses i guess maybe but so like i like i like everything you just said i agree and obviously like black women do look like that like yeah in general women look like that like we, like all you just because like your race does not determine like your body type mm-hmm. so i kind of want to like deep dig deep into that because i feel like you can be white you can be hispanic you can be Asian and literally be thick mm-hmm. like you can have those features so I don't know if y'all remember but in the episode we talked about body types mm-hmm. so I discussed like how your body type is made and it's like recap so it's your genetics your nutrition and your eating habits and your exercise and like your activity level like that is that all that has to do with what you literally physically externally look like right so even within the black community even though we're all black we don't share necessarily share genetics. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like there is, I just want to like debunk the narrative, like that we should look a certain way. We don't, we we, are not family. We're not. It's like, obviously (laughs) like we are family, but like, yeah, I can see a black woman who looks similar to me, obviously because like melanin Mm -hmm. and like skin, hair type, eye color, stuff like that. But like, with body type, you can, like, I can look like another race. Like, yeah. me and someone else of another race can't have the same similar body type. So, I'm trying to just, like, let's get that out of our head that we have to look a certain way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Body, our body should be built yeah, a certain way. a certain way. way. Like, it's and literally... To be considered black. Black, anyways. yes. It's scientifically kind of impossible. <laughs> in a way, like... Does that make sense? Okay. I just want to make sure I'm making sense. No, I agree So, basically, that narrative is literally... 
untrue. So don't think that you have to be thick, curvy, and all this type of stuff to be considered attractive. And if you don't look like that, don't get offended or feel insecure. Or less black like, because yes, you're not or, thick. Yes, yeah, that like, invalidates that does not, your blackness. Yes, invalidates your blackness. It makes you less of a black woman mm-hmm. because you don't look like A, B, and C. Yeah. E, F, G, whatever. Mm-hmm. Your examples. So I feel like within... Okay, so this is my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like... Because I was like trying to dig deep. Like, what is the root? Like, why do... Why is this a narrative? Like, who started it? And I was trying to figure it out. So, one, I was like, okay, within black culture, rap culture mm-hmm. influences black culture. Yeah, right? for sure. So, within rap culture, you... Like, the women that they put in their music videos, the women that they rap about, the women that they marry, the women that they decide to have children with. Like, when you look, I'm not trying to talk down anyone, but, like, they kind of popular rap men, whatever. They kind of date the same type of woman, right? Mm -hmm. So, this type of woman is constantly being put on this pedestal. But there's nothing wrong. They are obviously beautiful. But I feel like when it comes to, like, who is choosing what looks acceptable, what is desirable in society? Let you choose it for yourself. Don't let men choose that for you. Like, yeah. so just be conscious of like what you're viewing and consuming because a lot of what we see is kind of what builds our perception. Mm-hmm. You want your perceptions of reality to come from within and not from the world, mm-hmm. not from social media, not from society. I feel like that is like one of the ways me personally with my confidence within myself, like I always, my confidence comes from within and I don't listen to what's around me because if Not I did, comparison. Yeah. I technically, if you'd want to talk about like who's desirable, I wouldn't necessarily be considered, considered desirable, yeah, quote unquote, if we're going by the what the beauty, beauty standards, standards of body type is supposed to be. I wouldn't be either. I don't have big yeah. boobs. I have like, I have more of a muscular mm-hmm, build. Muscu- like, we both have more muscular builds. We not just like super big chested yeah. women, just got big old booties, super thick, like yeah. curvy. We are smaller frame mm, people yeah. that are muscular. So if we want to be technical, if we're going by what the desired body type is, ours wouldn't necessarily yeah. be what is being shown, I feel like, anyways. So then this took me back to like being younger. And, you know, like I feel like when it came to like popularity, mm-hmm. like I'm talking about like elementary, middle school, maybe high school too, it's like, who was the girl that all the dudes thought was cute and wanted? It was always the girl with the biggest butt. You would literally mm-hmm. hear little boys talking about her face ugly, but that yeah, ass though. Yeah, like exactly. that narrative right there that we don't even realize we're younger and we're already hearing that shit. Like, I didn't have no hips when I was Or girls that, that are being really sexualized that like maybe like they had a kind of like a growth spurt where yes. their boobs got much bigger than yes. everyone else's at first. Because I will never forget when I was in middle school, it was this girl. I cannot remember her name for nothing. But she, like, in seventh or eighth grade, had really mm-hmm. big boobs. I always used to feel so bad for her because I feel like people weirdly sexualized her. Yes. It's like she couldn't do anything about but, it because... Because yeah, she just existed and breathed. Yeah, but it's just like we in middle school, so everybody mm-hmm. ain't, like, fully Developed, built. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like she got, like... You can tell she just had big boobs in general, like, genetics-wise. Mm-hmm. But I used to always feel so bad for her because... The way boys used to like really just come for her, the way they came for her, based off her boobs, was so mm-hmm. 
weird to me. Like like you said, it, those things start when we are younger. Younger when you're going through like puberty or whatever like that. Somebody might hit it a little bit faster mm-hmm. than others. And now this person's body type is being desired right, over yeah, the other girls, girls who haven't gotten to that stage. Yeah, yeah, or maybe we'll never even get this. Because like, even to this day, that like I said, she had big boobs. Mine ain't even half of that. But yeah. she just genetically had big boobs. But just seeing that will make other girls be like, okay, well... I'm not beautiful. I'm not desired yeah. because I don't have big butt yet, big yeah. boobs, you know, whatever. So, like, don't let the attention of men make you, like, that's... Feel that less than. Yeah, that shouldn't be the standard of, like, am I beautiful? Am I worthy? Mm-hmm. As if, if men are talking to you, wanting to date you and stuff like that, like, no. One Let's, thing that I really want y'all to stop listening to, even men, I've heard men and women say this, when y'all see someone of a different race that is thicker mm-hmm. with a big butt, they have like the Coke shape bottle and saying that they feel like, like a, a black, black girl, one. they're black. Oh girl, you, you black. Like, and that's what I'm talking. That's the narrative I'm literally trying to do. Or, right oh, now, she, yes. she uh, built uh blacker than most black girls. And you'd be like, like nigga, what? what? <laughs> nigga, what? Literally those type of statements. That's ignorance. It's because so I've seen, like I said, white girls, mixed girls, whatever with, Big butts, mm-hmm. and and most of the time when you gonna look at their family yeah, members, it's they, their it's woman genetics, and, yes. and you gonna look at their family members, they're the same as well. But it's yes. like you come and look at my mom. My mom is a small frame woman. Mm-hmm. Yours, your mom is too. Also, my dad is as well. He's a smaller frame man. Mm-hmm. So in return, I feel like with me and my siblings, we all came out just smaller frame people. Yeah. But both of my parents are very much black. So if there is a white girl who's standing next to me and her but it's bigger than mine. She curvier. She is not more black than me just yeah. because her body type is what you assume that all black women's women bodies look like. Exactly. Yes. And that's literally what I'm trying to debunk. And yes. Yeah. Thank and it's you. about to say, those are the type of things that do cause insecurity. Because at I feel a like very we, young age, I feel like we all probably seen somebody be like, why I don't got that. Or like, you know, like we go to gym, I want a bigger butt. Mm-hmm. I want to look curvy. You remember, I used to always be like my hips, my hips, my mm-hmm. hips. Cause I wanted curves until I realized you are Mia is literally the person that made me realize, girl, you can't do nothing about that because that is your genetics. You're mm-hmm. just genetically not a curvy person, and that is okay. But she was like, what you can do is, like, work out your back mm-hmm. and do whatever, and it gives you more of a shape that maybe you are going to look yeah. for, but you will never just really be just super curvy yeah. hips out because that's not your genetics. And Mia is, I feel like I always give her credit for the person who taught me that and made me feel more confident in mm-hmm. it because I always be like I ain't got no hips I ain't got no hips but it's just that stereotype of black women yeah. should be hippie you know what I'm saying so that's what I wanted I wanted to like talk about it but also give you guys advice on how mm-hmm. to maneuver through because one there's nothing wrong with with you guys wanting to build your glutes to build your legs mm-hmm. up to want to be curvy there's nothing wrong with that but I want y'all to like I wanted it to come from like you want it not because society is making mm-hmm. you feel like that's how you should look to be considered attractive and mm-hmm. desirable right like a realistic yes goal that's set for yourself so, but not be yes yeah i get what you're saying yes yes because mm-hmm. it's okay because i feel like it's normal because i want to build my body up mm-hmm. as best as it can be built so Reach i'm like full potential yeah mm-hmm. it's full potential so there's nothing wrong with that i'm not saying don't say you don't want to be curvy, be curvy. <laughs> like no if that's what you want okay but let me guide you the yes. right healthy way to get there okay and let's see so these are some like I want to share common like thoughts and mindsets of women who are like on this journey of like basically everybody for the most part wants to slim down and tone up. So tone mm-hmm. up means like tone tone is like strengthening and building muscle. 
So first thought I hear a lot as a trainer is, ooh, girl, I didn't lose his stomach. Like literally <laughs> just like that. They say just like that. I love this. I love my butt. I love my legs. But girl, the stomach got to go. And I'm like, okay, I feel you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I just want to say, one, there is no spot treatment. Like you cannot mm-hmm. say, ooh, I just want to lose uh, fat here and here. So I'm just going to do some ab workouts. Like ab workouts, y'all, that's not trimming the fat down. That's just strengthening your, muscle. your core. Yeah. So like your core and your abs, like so your core muscle groups are your abs, your hips, and your lower back. So those muscle groups, the core muscle groups, literally just stabilize you through exercises. Mm-hmm. So keep you from falling. Keep you if you do a squat, it, it helps your form be correct. It helps you not lean and be about to wobble over. If you do like a single leg exercise, it keeps you stable, literally. Mm-hmm. So when you do ab exercises, you're just strengthening your core mm-hmm. muscles. You are not like doing a hundred crunches is not tone, Make, like yeah. making that fat go, go away like, mm-hmm. that you want to lose. So I want to normalize that. So if you see anybody talking about I did this to make my hips go down and whatever the... F- no. <laughs> like, no. You cannot do a... Ab- you cannot spot target... Yeah. Um, Your stomach with ab exercises to make it go down. Okay? So I just want to say that. that you said that because I feel like... I, I feel like most people think that. That's how you can spot that your fitness influencer, your fave fitness influencer, or somebody, somebody that you want to train you is full of it. Or mm-hmm. just not as educated yet. Because I feel like there's always room to go, grow. Because even in the beginning, I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's I just like, like as you, you, I kept studying, I was like, okay, this is scientifically literally impossible. Mm-hmm. For you to do a thousand crunches a day or this ab exercise and that ab exercise just to make the fat mass you want to be reduced in your stomach go down. I've literally seen people who have, like, you can tell they have, like, a body fat where their stomach is, mm-hmm. but they have abs. You can see, I literally seen... We all got uh, abs. Yeah, I was about to say, so... It's underneath. I seen a girl on TikTok, and everybody was like, oh, like, she had, like, a bigger stomach. Like, she had, like, body fat on her stomach, but she had abs. But the thing is, she, prob- she probably does do hella abs, but she's building... Like you said, you can see that muscle yeah. that's pop. However, it didn't reduce yeah. the fat that was around yeah. it. I'm about to get into that, too. Because mm-hmm. um, I got four points, so I'm going to okay. get into that. That's the uh, third point, or oh, fourth point. Anyways, number two, the thought I hear is... If this is for like my naturally curvy people, if I work out too much, I'm gonna lose my curves, girl. Like I ain't trying mm-hmm. to lose this, but yeah. I heard that too. Like I, I love it here. I like this here. I ain't trying to do too much working out to accidentally lose it. So, girl, you won't. It's not. <laughs> it's gonna be there because baby, in your genetics. Yeah, most of the time, they're not like, going nowhere. They're not going nowhere, especially when your diet is like high in protein and you're doing consistent strength training. You can work out four or five times a week, or however many days you're able to work out. As long as you're working out consistently, doing consistent strength training, having like a, I always say the easiest thing to keep your muscles or to keep like the physique you want or even a build the physique you want is like try to eat a source of protein each meal, mm-hmm. even your snacks. <laughs> so trying to do that, that will help yeah, you a protein lot. Protein bar. <laughs> yeah, protein bars. There's so many ways you can uh, incorporate protein into your diet, but that that's going to help you. Uh, number three. This is more for my... This is really for all women. Lifting weights will make me look bulky or like a man. We are... I talked about this before, like one of my first episodes. Mm-hmm. No. That is not going to happen. So, honestly, muscles can create a shapely body. Like you were just saying, like I was telling you, you can... Like, muscles are going to shape you, literally. It's going to give you, like, that physique that you want. The muscles are. You're not going to look like a man. I promise. Only men look like men. Like, you're not... You're not born a man. You're not going to just, like, look like a man. So just debunk that. 
Um, do you have anything to add with that part? Lifting weights make me like a man a book because you lift. So. Well, for me, I like the muscle look. Mm-hmm. Yes, me though. It's gonna stem from being an athlete, but also I know my genetic body type. I'm smaller mm-hmm. than my parents, so I know if I want to put on weight, I want to get a more thicker ish look. I have I get it through muscle. Mm-hmm. So me, I don't mind being muscular just because it gives you the shapely. It gives me the shape that I want, mm-hmm. and I like looking toned. I like looking, you know, seeing the cuts. Mm-hmm. I I personally like it. However, it will take a lot of work, mm-hmm. strict dieting, and training for you to quote unquote look like a man. Like those women you see in like, like bodybuilder, bodybuilder, they go in mm-hmm. to look like that. More than likely, you are not doing it. Yeah, especially on your own. On your own, you're not doing it. They get training, all that for that. Like they're they're purposely doing that specific type of training, certain type of like dieting. Yeah, it's it's extremely specific. I promise, you are not going to look like that. (laughs) Going to the gym or working with a trainer, you're not. But um, I feel like I hear that a lot too. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look muscular. I don't want to look like a man. And I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. Even not too long ago, when we went out, where did we go to? When we after we had came from Kiss, we went out and a dude commented on my arms because I get that too. I got bicep. Like, okay. do you work out or something, or do you play sports? Yeah, y'all nigga, <laughs> I do. Do you? Yeah, man. <laughs> no, but like, I had, a, I think I had a drink when I did. I like grabbed it and it kind of like curled yeah. a little bit. So my like bicep popped, and he was like, "Dang, like your arms." I've gotten a lot of comments on my arms and like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like they're trying to be funny. Some of them I feel like being pressed. Like, oh, like yeah. you, got, you got muscle. And then I feel like some trying to be like funny because, first of all, I can bench press more than you. Most so let's likely. start there because you're giving. Mm, 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 like no. I could beat you on arm muscle right now. Right now. Let's go, <laughs> nigga. But I feel like that if you are not confident in how you, now I'm not going to say in the body that you've been working, but if you're not confident in having the muscle and comments like that could get to me if yeah. i let it me personally i'm not gonna lie to you every time a man that comments that i can tell they don't work out yeah i don't i i feel like when i'm actually getting complimented on it it's someone who, who also it. is muscular yeah. but i feel like most of the time when it's a man trying to be funny with the comments he's, he's jealous i that's what i stop like you yeah. mad joint popping like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> if that's what it be and so I feel like being confident in the gym, and it, it is okay to be muscle. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have muscle on you. I is. love having muscle on me, me because, too. and then don't be afraid to do upper body too. Yeah, because I feel like that's what people. Everybody want the the glutes, the, but we yeah. neglect. Well, now we. No, but some yeah. people out here neglect don't the do upper arm body. Day. And you want to look that's how you even get that, over. Yeah, that, that's how you get that look that you look for. T- like um, Mia taught me working your working my back gives me that mm-hmm. slimmer, more slim look that you're looking for mm-hmm. because you're defining your back down. And it's just kind of like, but you have to work your back if you want that. I'm not afraid to work. I work my shoulders, my I back. Work everything, my, yeah. Literally, if calf muscles, I everything. literally work everything because I overall want to be fit. I want mm-hmm. to be toned. And it gives you a more even look. Because imagine having really muscular low body and then your upper body just kind of like, yeah. you know, can't even do a pull-up. So... So I want to explain real quick, like, so the idea of I'm trying to I'm trying to help y'all motivate y'all to like keep going in the gym. So whenever you're working out, when you want to tone and reduce fat mass, so I call it 
the fat mass reduction and muscle building process, right? So basically, you want to do strength training. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to have a program that has strength training and cardio, preferably HIT, right? So I did HIT yesterday. Yeah, HIT. Mm-hmm. There's so much you could do with HIT. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so consistent strength training, consistent HIT training, right? So while you're doing all that, the fat mass is being reduced, but you're working. You sh- you're working on your strength, so like those muscles are being literally worked. So when that fat mass is coming off, what's gonna be show up? Muscles. Muscles gonna show up because they there. But sometimes you can't see your muscles because like literally the fat mass is hiding mm-hmm. it. But you're shedding fat. You're working on your strength. So whenever the fat is shedding, bam. You're going to see that definition. You're going to see that tone look versus if you just do straight cardio, it's going to be literally loose. You're going to mm-hmm. lose the weight, but it's going to be loose. And you want everybody wants to be toned and firm. If you want that firm look, that sculpt look, that shape, like mm-hmm. you got to do strength training. So that's all I want to talk about. Make sure y'all are eating clean. So honestly, eating stop eating out. Stop eating out so much. Uh, I will always say limited to one or two times a week. Mm-hmm. Um. Saving for brunch. Yes, consistent <laughs> protein intake. So after each workout, drink a protein shake. That'll help a lot of people right there. Protein bars. Yes, as well. protein bars. The brand Quest Q U E S T. The goat. They have chips. They have cookies. They got oh, all kinds yeah, of stuff. I've so like, it. I imagine like you replacing your regular munchy chips, whatever, mm-hmm. to protein chips. The cookies that you eat to protein cookies. The pancakes that you eat to pancake. I mean, protein pancakes. Mm-hmm. Like, there are ways to give that protein in. Just got to be mindful about it. All right. Number four. Girl, I love my body. I don't need to work out at the moment. <laughs> I hear that, too. Like, I like this. I'm just going to come back because I'm really whatever. I hear that. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, if you don't use it, you will lose it. Like, period. Nothing can stop that from happening, especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. It's harder to, it's harder like get, to get back shape, in shape. Yeah. So exercise isn't always a journey about this huge, significant transformation mm-hmm. that you're trying to achieve. You just want to be health. Health mm-hmm. is about longevity. Like, you want to be healthy over time for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about being happy, reducing stress, like decompression. And with exercise, it doesn't always have to be like in the gym going yeah. hard. Like you can. One of my friends box. just started. You started boxing. Yeah. And another one of my friends told me they started boxing. Yeah. You can just any activity, that's activity. Mm-hmm. So you can go on walks, biking, cycling classes, yoga classes, Zumba, Zumba. There's mm-hmm. all type of like exercise classes and ways to exercise and stay active that have nothing to do with like actually physically being like in a planet fitness. In a fitness connection, like you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You got to figure that out for yourself, though. Be don't be afraid to try new things. I always to go to Groupon. Oh see yeah, what type of classes. Groupon got everything on there. Yeah, see what type of like gyms you can like try out. Gyms literally always do free trials or discounted trials. Try new things. You don't have to always do that traditional like way. I like lifting and being in mm-hmm. the gym, so that's why I that's why we both do that. But. If I didn't want to, I would just find something else to do. Mm-hmm. So find something else to do. Um, Even when we was in college, we went to a couple of uh, like, like classes, hit classes. Trampoline. We went to the trampoline. Dan- Hip hop dance. Uh, we went to, we did a lot of exploring while we was in college. Yeah, they were fun though because it was a fun way of doing cardio without going and getting on the treadmill and just or running. running. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I feel like overall exercise and activity is going to help you feel less stressed and also keep your ma- metabolism good mm-hmm. it's um it's gonna help just really with overall strength and it's gonna help you your health 
That's why every time I go to the doctor, y'all doctor be like, you just need to work out. Because it's a source of a lot of like promoting good health. So just, yeah. Preventing diseases as well. Diabetes, mm-hmm. heart disease, stuff like that, that people don't take seriously. You should take that health seriously. Health as well. Health is literally well. <laughs> it is. So for your mental health and your internal health, it's not always, always about like external. Mm-hmm. Like the way I look, but like how are your organs functioning your literal health yes. that comes with it so yeah that's really it that was good i uh, just wanted to debunk that again understanding black beauty mm-hmm. let's reconstruct our fitness goals to be a version of ourselves that we want and not what you think people Who would like especially to, men. or what your expect yeah i feel like a lot of expectations do come from men the it's type like of very people unfortunate. me and Mia are, we don't give a shit. Yeah. But I know that everybody is not, not like, like that. that. So yeah. we're we're both very confident in who we are. And I feel like for the most part, we always been. But I also feel like probably depends on like how your parents, yeah. like if they hype you up or not, how, how you got affected in school. You know, all kind of type of things mm-hmm. that come with it. But a lot of stuff does stem from men. And I feel like women adopt it, it yeah. because... Men make it normal, so you adopted it to be normal, and you want to be desired by yeah. men. So it's just kind of like, just like Mia said, goals that's for you, you yeah, versus what you think everybody else or what you think you should do look, just because, look like. just mm-hmm. because the world. Literally, confidence comes from within, not yep, without, what not out external. I guess if that makes sense. It's internal. It's internal, and then it, you sh- it shows external, externally, yeah. yes, and then people feel your confidence. They'll. No, because like I said, when men try to be funny and call yeah. me muscular, I it doesn't hurt. Our feelings. It don't hurt my feelings, not one bit. Especially me, I've been muscular my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've always done sports. So, so. I think about like Serena Williams, mm-hmm. like how many people talk down. I feel like down her? I feel like when it comes to feeling, when it comes to women, women empower women. Mm-hmm. Women lift women up. Period. Unless you're a hater. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of damn. I feel like. Women just lift women up. Like, when women put women on pedestals and say, mm-hmm. you're beautiful, you're desirable, I love you, like, I support you, it's more from what they feel within. Mm-hmm. That person brings, like, it's about internal. It's not about always about, for the most part, body. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can look somebody like Serena Williams until she's confident. Yeah. Like, you can, I feel like she's just one person you look at and you're like, but she knows she that girl. Yeah, but it's like when sometimes when men lift up women, it's a little bit different. Does yeah. that make sense? The, and what to they choose extent, to uplift them, depending for. on the man. Yeah, depending on the man. There, of course, there's some great men. Yeah, that's we, out there. We're not like, talking about y'all. Yeah, we're we're not men haters or anything. But it's just like a lot of men do. They will put a woman on a pedestal simply off of she got a big booty. Yeah, like one person <laughs> that men put on a pedestal is what's her name Ari. I need to say her. And what is she I don't doing? know why because. You see some of the things that she say, and she does not say good yeah. things. But men put her on this pedestal simply off of the fact that she got a big booty, yeah. she can twerk. So it's just like sometimes with men, the things that they choose to uplift women for are very much ass backwards, literally ass <laughs> backwards. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but so it's just kind of like you ain't got a booty like Ari. It's okay, I ain't got a booty like Ari. She don't Me have no booty. That's fake. So that's another thing. Y'all can't let the fake bodies. The BBL uh, epidemic is literally nothing wrong if you choose to get a BBL, Especially and that's your choice. If you that can you want afford to. it, if you're not gonna go bankrupt trying to yeah. pay for that, 
it's fine. I would say go like, for the surgery. I've seen some nice BBLs. I ain't gonna like some very natural mm-hmm. looking BBLs, but it's just kind of like don't go out there getting a BBL just because you think that's what you yeah, have, you have to, to do. do to to feel if you want to, based off of okay, so for an example, one thing that I've always thought about doing mm-hmm. is getting my boobs done, like a uh, natural breast augmentation, simply because I don't really care about it, but just for myself. I always just wanted a little bit more. more. I, I ain't trying to get no big old chichis that's sitting there. But I always just for myself, I was like, you know, I felt like my body would look more proportioned if I just had a little bit more right there. So if I was to go, actually, I haven't got it done just because, I don't know, like, that's you're a not, whole procedure. You're not pressed about I'm it. I'm not pressed about it. but And I also, I don't feel like I'm pressured. I got to get boobs because that's everybody else got boobs. You. I know, I yeah. know folks like boobs. Yeah. People like titties. Cool. Titties is nice. However, I'm just like, I'm not tripping about the fact. But I was like, if I do have the time and the money and the whatever to get it done, then that's something. But I'm also not pressed about it because it's something that I've always to myself thought about doing. But I've never Mm -hmm. felt like I had to get it done. And that's why I still ain't got it done yet. So it's just kind of like that's something I would do for myself. But not because I'm like, ooh, if I go get my cheek, my boobies done. More men are going to want me. Just further in your career. Yeah. And it's just like, Maybe in some certain careers, yes. Yes, but not, but in, not, not yeah. in mine. So. so I feel like it's more about internal, like mm-hmm. fixing you. You can go get surgery mm-hmm. and build the body that you want. But if you don't fix what's within, you still going to feel the same, same way, way about exactly. yourself. And going like and getting a BBL is could possibly not fix whatever is broken yeah. or insecure and, inside mm-hmm. of you. You still going to view yourself the same. And it's like, yeah, you'll get more attention from men. But what is the true root? Yeah. Of, the re- of the insecurity yes if so, there's any if, end yeah. there but like yes. I said some people just if that's what you want that's mm-hmm. what you want we don't knock it at all but just remember you don't have to do you that have though to. you don't have to you can go to the gym alright let's move on to some black beauty beautiful yes alright so what I want to do real quick before we get into our little talk is I want to um Give y'all some black-owned beauty must-have mm-hmm. recommendations. So these products, I have used all of them. They're great. It is my mm-hmm. recommending them. So I have a little bit from skincare to makeup to hair or whatever. So I got four that you guys can check out, and I will have them. The show notes. Yeah, they'll be in the show notes. So first is skincare, and it's going to be from a brand called Netter Gold, and it is their uh, raw African black soap. Now the thing is, a lot of companies like I know Shea Moisture is one. Yeah, and it's it breaks out everybody because it's not real black. It's soap. not. Yeah, it's not real. Remember, real black soap is brown. Mm-hmm. It's not black. It got like a little black like in it, but in a nutshell, it is brown. So first of all, in general, doing black soaps, make sure it is actual like black African soap. black soap because the other stuff they put all the extraness in it, and you want it to be. The ingredients to be simple. But the brand is called Netter Gold and it's owned by a black uh male. And if you go on his like Instagram, uh he like shows like him he has like a really big beard and he mm-hmm. has kind of like a he has like hair, but he sponges it, I mm-hmm. think, and he shows himself using his products, like washing his beard, mm-hmm. hair, all that stuff with it. Very uh great advertising. Yeah. But the raw African black soap is good for those that I will say that has constant acne Mm -hmm. this is something i don't use it as much just because my acne has chilled out more but this is something that i use when i had constant acne it's a great cleanser now warning 
when you do use any type of soaps, they're drying. Soap mm-hmm. is drying. Super. So with the raw African black soap, make sure you have a really good paired moisturizer with it because it will dry your face. It, it cleanses the hell out of your face mm-hmm. and, it, and it helps kind of like um, keep those bumps to go away. You use it. I, I recommend just once a day because of how strong it is. That a really good moisturizer to come with it, but it's uh it's really cheap. It's only um it's five. The small one is five dollars, which the small one will and it will last you oh really because you don't need a bunch of you don't time. need a bunch of it. You're not dipping into it. You lather it up, wash it on your face. But the small one is five dollars, and the big one is fifteen. Mm-hmm. I if you want to share the big the big one, I'm talking about it's like a slab, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like so. I literally have like chopped it up into pieces because one time I accidentally, I don't even realize how I accidentally ordered the big one. I meant to get the small one. But they uh it lasts a really long time. You won't need to be every month buying it. But that is actual African black soap that works really well. Just remember, Perry with a good moisturizer, uh, black owned company, but it's called Netter Gold. Mm-hmm. So that is the first one. Next is the KNC Beauty Lip Mask. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when it comes into skincare or body care lips kind of get lost a little bit i feel like we just think we neglect them a little bit. yeah because it's just like you think you know chapstick and go Mm -hmm. but i actually have a like i have lip scrubs oils masks things like that because especially during the winter time the lips get chappy but knc beauty and they have a lip mask that is called hold on real quick it's like um pink yeah, it's the KNC Beauty All Natural Collagen Infused Lip Mask. So it's pink. It's literally in the shape of a lip. You take it off. You sit it on there a little bit. And I really, really, this is one of my favorite lip masks because it's it's a it has collagen. So it helps, like, you know, give your lips, not the full look, but just I feel mm-hmm. like bring it kind of more back to life if your lips are looking really dull. Like I said, during the wintertime, I feel like it's really easy for our lips to dry out <laughs> like look crusty. Especially if we, you dehydrate it too. That too. So I feel like it brings hydration into your lips. Also makes it super soft. And I really like the mask. I like using it. I like the fact that it's in the shape of a lip. I think that's funny. <laughs> but uh, it's really big. Covers up your whole lips. But KNC Beauty, they're all natural collagen infused lip mask. How much was it? That is. Hold on, child. They got everything. Okay, so a five pack is 25 and the 10 mm-hmm. pack is 40. Now, the thing is, I would just recommend getting a five pack because when it comes to lip mask, that's not something you have to do every day. Yeah. That's more of like the days when you choose, I'm finna do my mask and, you know, like, like every two weeks like, type thing. So every yeah. like two weeks, I do exfoliating mask, things that end, like uh, lip the mask. The whole treatment. The whole, yeah. like I said, spa type thing. So I feel like the five pack because I have the five pack mm-hmm. and I've like, use four of them so i still have one left but like i don't do it every single day so it'll last you some next we have the i hope i'm saying this right the uma beauty foundation Mm -hmm. so another black owned company and i've used um this foundation i like to use during the summer i just feel like the i don't know i just feel like it it just fits better on my skin in the summertime but it's the uma beauty say what foundation they have a bunch of different uh shades undertones warm cool neutral Mm -hmm. whatever and i feel like that their tones for darker skinned women match really good as well so obviously in the summer 
I am darker than what I am right now. Right now, I'm a little pale. So, but this is a really good summer foundation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It it just goes nicely in the summertime. But it is $34, which is about the same price as most. Yeah. Like, you know, with your NARS and your Fenty. Foundations, with yeah. your foundations, you find in Sephora. But this is in Ulta. Okay. So, you can get it out of there. And last is, no, yeah, it's. I feel like you would definitely like it. Last is the Camille Rose um, lavender. I've never used Camille Naturals. Rose before. I, you know what? I think Camille Rose is pretty decent as like a whole. I think it's. I think it's a pretty mm-hmm. decent uh brand, but they have a cleanser. So it's basically it's like a it's like a shampoo, mm-hmm. but not like a super drying. It's a cleanser. Yeah. So I like using it because, like I told you before, I don't. I'm not like a shampoo person just because shampoo just naturally dries my hair and I also don't get a lot of buildup. So I feel mm-hmm. like if this is a good if for a deep cleansing shampoo and a co-wash in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need cleansing but you don't need nothing that's too too deep. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a good it's like a lightweight shampoo. That's I the like best that. way to put it. So it's a detangling and moisturizing hair cleanser infused with real lavender oil. It smells great and the feel is like a Almost makes me think of like a curling gel. You know how it kind of is like thick, is mm-hmm. kind of stretchy. That's kind of the, I guess, the feel the texture gotcha. that it has. With it's eight dollars, so very much affordable. But I this is the cleanser slash shampoo that I prefer to use okay. on my hair. Of course, I feel like if you're somebody who gets more buildup, like me, yeah, mm-hmm. you definitely gonna want something that's a little stronger. But if you are looking for a cleanser or a shampoo that is not super drying, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, every shampoo cleanser is going to have some type of drying element to it because of the ingredients that's in it to make it cleanse. However, this is one that I've had that I can use on my hair, and it don't make my hair feel matted and dry. And like inside, crunchy. Crunchy. It don't make my hair, my hair feel crunchy because a shampoo would definitely make And that's why it's important to have some good conditioners yes, to match with it. Washes. And so mm-hmm. when I shampoo my hair, I usually use a co-wash as well to kind of like if well my shampoos honestly don't make my hair crunchy, mm-hmm. but it's like back then when I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, but everybody's hair is different, different too. Yeah. Some people's hair can really take shampoo. I like I said, I feel like because I naturally I have a dry scalp mm-hmm. first of all, and then I naturally don't get a lot of buildup. So I think sometimes shampoo is just too much on. Yeah. My head versus if you get like a lot of product or if you like say you get a lot of product buildup, then your scalp is really like crowded and dirty and so you need a deeper cleanse into yeah. that so your hair is naturally like that so you, it probably naturally takes more yeah heavier products to yeah. you know well but they have a whole lavender line, line. okay i might check it out i said lavender line i like it there's uh like a mist there is a cream um they have like a lot the lavender line smells good mm-hmm. i mean lavender in general smells, smells good, good yeah. but it's eight dollars it has apple cider vinegar Ooh, asterisk in it so I that's probably that. part of the reason why, why it's, a, such it's a, good a good cleanser, cleanser yes like without it being too much yeah, yeah. too much because y'all know apple cider vinegar really good for cleansing but yeah so those are my black owned Love and it. i fact check to make sure all of them are black owned because sometimes it can get confusing out here there one i was gonna put something and i looked it up just to double check and it was not black owned yeah. and a lot of times some brands will start out black owned and they'll sell their brand yeah. and the people who are still working there who are in charge and they like that are black but if we're going like paperwork technicality of who owns the brand in general it can be like a bigger company yeah. your png companies and things like that so one brand that I was gonna put 
is I really like African Pride. Mm-hmm. I think African Pride has really good products. I like their oil. I like their moisturizer. But I looked it up and fact-checked, and they were not, like, black-owned. And I was like, no, for real? I was just like, well, but African Pride got some good products to me, so. But, yeah, those are my, um, the Netter Gold, Black African Soap, K&C Beauty Lip Mask, the Uma Beauty Foundation, and Camille Rose Lavender Cleanser. Now, moving on to, well, we have more to talk about in beauty. So, we want to talk about today... Because, you know, obviously we both natural. Mm-hmm. Um, So why, oh, you go first, why do you love your natural hair journey? Like, what makes it? Okay, well, so me, I've always been natural. So I've mm-hmm. never gone through, like, the perm, mm-hmm. like, type of phase or anything like that. I've never really had heat damage either because my mom didn't allow me to strain my hair mm-hmm. when I was younger. So I've always wore my natural hair. It's just more of figuring it out as mm-hmm. I got older. So when I was younger, me and my mom was just talking about this other day, how I sometimes can't even remember what my hair looked like growing up because it was always done. It was mm-hmm. braided. It was twisted. And when my mom did do styles where some hair was down, she stretched it, mm-hmm. like putting hella oil and water on it. So it's like, it's like I wasn't elongated. We- it was more elongated. So I wasn't wearing my natural curls, but also my hair wasn't as thick as it is now. So I will say my hair got thicker when I got to middle school and that's when i feel like i started struggling also my mom was like oh you oh no you started doing your hair now so now my hair was thicker and i really didn't know what to do so i used to start off just wearing my hair in a literal ponytail in a puff mm-hmm. every single day i'll just brush it back puff and then i want to say eighth grade ninth grade that's when i started trying to wear it down more and i i feel like back then i didn't want my hair to be big i wanted mm-hmm. the, the defined look yeah. and um, so I always was like struggling to find products to keep it elongated. But at this point, my hair was thicker and much curlier than it was when I was younger. So I feel like my curl pattern changed when I got older. It tightened and it got thicker. So I feel like I was struggling because I was like, why well, ain't doing like this? Yeah. When I, you know, I wanted like this. So I struggled a little bit in high school, really figuring out my, I didn't know jack squat about mm-hmm. doing my hair. I was just. That was really before the natural hair, hair thing. movement. I yeah. feel like there wasn't the YouTube the videos. Trendy, yeah, and, doing and sh- nothing out there. Most people wasn't wearing their hat, uh, the natural hair like that either during the time. Yeah. most people was getting like perms. Yeah, like most of my perm. friends was getting perms. So I just know, growing up, that I was always one of few people that did wear their natural hair. But also, I mean, in yeah, return, he was like the first person because obviously we met in college. Mm-hmm. Like that I knew that never had a perm and they actually wear, wore their natural hair. Like all the time. All the time. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like how I got inspired a little bit because I, whenever I went natural, we were roommates mm-hmm. at that point. So me, I used to get perms like mm-hmm. since I was younger. And then when I got in high school, I was wearing more weaves, like sew-ins with the leave out. So I was perming my leave out to blend in with the weave that I had. And so when I got to college, it got weird. <laughs> really with like running track, running track uh, and having leave out. Them parties. But my mama was doing my hair. So my mama like, I, my mom literally did my hair until I got to college. Like mm-hmm. perm my hair for me and stuff like that. So I was literally too scared to perm my hair. So it's like I would go home and have my mom do my hair. But it's like you get to a point with college, especially with track, like you can't you go, go home. home all the time. Mm-hmm. We were in a freaking white town. And who... 
who finna do my hair? Not one person. Ain't no beauty shop up yeah. here. So just like I had to figure that out. And so I remember my last sewing I ever had. I took out my because at this point when I was getting perms, I only was perming my leave out. So leave out the front and the back. That's all I was perming. The rest of my hair literally was natural at that point because I had mm-hmm. stopped permanent. So I had noticed the two different textures that I had going <laughs> on in my head. I had that healthy part and that damaged part. And I was like, this ain't it. This literally, like, my hair is literally unhealthy as hell. Like, mm-hmm. I can see, I can touch it, I can feel it. I struggle with dandruff. Man, I would take out my sew-ins, Flake City. Like, Bev would help me take them out. My whole towel, mm-hmm. I will have around my shoulders is white. Full of dandruff because that that chemical was just not. I feel like it was making your dandruff worse. It was making it so 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 bad. Mm-hmm. Like oh my god, disgusting. I was just like, that's how I knew you was a real one. <laughs> you didn't judge me. You just remember the first time you asked. You was me like, to. what is this? I was like, oh, I have a dandruff problem. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> cause y'all know how to do the sewing. You got to cut the threads and mm-hmm. stuff and like take the braids down. Sometimes you need help. So she was helping with that freshman year uh, a lot. So yeah. So it was a struggle because basically I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go natural. So I got, I went, I did transition. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't do the big chop. I was like, oh, I can't cut it off. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of like, I went to my mom's friend. She's a beautician. I just had her literally cut the damaged parts. So she cut the front and some of the back that was damaged and the random pieces that was like, mm-hmm. you know, you know how it is. Yeah. When you wet your hair and you, that straight. Yeah. Curl, <laughs> I had to get that straight <laughs> shit off. So I did it. And then I literally, this is. I feel like how I got into figuring out hair types were different. I would literally watch Bev do her hair. <laughs> uh, we lived together, so I would stand by her, and I would do the same shit she was doing. That shit was not fucking working. <laughs> like, side by side, I'm like, okay, okay, we do this, we do this, we do this. I would use her product. And then, it don't help. I didn't even know what the fuck yes, I was doing either. I was trying to figure it out. Products. I was using all that shit. I tried to, tried to use the diffuser. My shit was... I was confident, though. That's the thing about me. You know, you I was always the, the had confidence. I look back, my hair was this big. It don't matter, though, because you was confident. Your I pictures, was, he was cute as fuck. <laughs> I was feeling like I had looks, okay? <laughs> Every single day. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so it was a struggle. And I feel like that's how we got into realizing, like, okay, there are different hair types. Yeah. Like, we obviously cannot do the same thing to our hair. So I had to go figure that shit out. I feel like we both mm-hmm. were in that process of, like, what do I do, do child? Because yeah, I don't know. Me be watching, like you said, she be watching me. I really didn't know all what I was doing either because I was still figuring Because I feel like this is a time period when now YouTube is it's, becoming more natural hair. Yeah, based but it's tutorial. not as popular as it is. It's not, now. and there wasn't as many different girls on there either. Especially it was a girls lot of, that looked like me. It was literally people that looked like Bev's hair or like looser. Like, yeah, like it, it was, was. It was a lot of type three. Yeah, hair because my hair is like three C four A ish. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's a lot of both in there, but it was a lot of the 3B girls, 3A mm-hmm. girls that were on there. I was already got long hair, like, giving tutorials. So that's all that you ha- I had to watch. So that's what I f- watched because, mm-hmm. I mean, there were no other people that were on there. Now I watch anybody. Yeah. I don't care. But because I just like watching tutorials in general. But there wasn't that many people. There wasn't as a v- variety of mm-hmm. people on there. And so I used to watch it and i would try it, but it didn't work for my hair because my curl pattern was tighter than theirs so i went through trying out so many techniques i was trying to figure out how to get definition and volume mm-hmm. and i was trying to figure out how to get both because that's the look that i want i was like okay i want volume but i want my hair to look like just super dry like yeah. i ain't got no curls but then so i would like get the volume but i you know the curls is 
mm-hmm. done gotten are gone and then it's like okay well i get the curls but the volume the ain't popping yeah. yeah so the shrinkage trying to battle the shrinkage all this and now it's at this point all you do is accept the shrinkage but yeah. uh there's ways you can elongate Embrace your hair but shrinkage. shrinkage pretty much and that's something i used to struggle with too when that's i was true. in high school i didn't know what shrinkage was so i wanted like the i was trying to well i didn't realize that my curl pattern didn't allow my hair to hang down my back mm-hmm. like that it was tighter, so it will scrunch up like this, kind of like how it's sitting on my shoulder now. But back then, it was just, it was more scrunched up, and I did not understand how to. Yeah. And I would put hella mousse in my hair to, by the time I get to school, my shit, shit hurt. Yeah. And I'd be like, it's I didn't understand shrinkage, but it took a lot of time. I used to dye my hair aggressively mm-hmm. when I was in college to do Honey Blonde. I used to dye myself the doc, uh, the box dye child. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hair was crunchy, dry. <laughs> yeah, my shit was. I don't even know. <laughs> so finally, we got to insert some old pictures. Yes, like, I'm definitely gonna YouTube put YouTube as we talk. Just like yes, how we uh, was we're definitely gonna have some pictures off in here time. for y'all to see because we was cute though. We was cute. We was cute, we was cute we was, and confident. We was cute and confident because a lot of the girls wasn't. Yeah, I feel like yeah, a lot of people wasn't natural then mm-hmm. either. So I feel like we were just rocking our natural, figuring it out like. I feel like we was enjoying the process yeah. and like just enjoying, oh, I figured something, one thing out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I remember when I first figured out scrunching, that's what I first yeah, I figured out that. to help me with. That was probably like my junior year of college. Cause I remember when I, I tried, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that scrunching was not scrunching nothing. Like <laughs> scrunching. And I used to try diffusing, but uh, I ended up dropping. I tried that too. I, my hair my hair does not like a diffuser some people i feel like diffusers i'm not gonna lie if you're trying to scrunch with a diffuser it's cool for the girls with the loose like yeah. the long loose but it's you can use a diffuser to dry yeah, around inside, yeah to dry yes. i would use it for I that i can't believe i tried to diffuse but that did nothing I, diffusing a waste of time diffusing made my fro smaller i feel like it was it i was feel like i, I can get up <laughs> Hair, that's but it. once I started learning, I was like, okay, I'm gonna diffuse, I'm gonna scrunch yeah. with my hand, and I had a dryer while I was doing it. That's when I started figuring out that mm-hmm. was the best thing for me. But it was I discovered scrunching, and then it wasn't like a year later I dropped the diffuser and mm-hmm. decided to start just using my hand. hand. Scrunch, yeah. But yeah, so it just like it took time. But I decided to stop dyeing my hair in 2017. So best I decision ever. That's weirdly that's when my hair started. Your, your hair grew like. It seemed like overnight, like or within a month. It was like you stopped dying, and it was just like, mm. like that dye was that dye so was much. not allowed. Now with my hair being healthy, I can allow this dye. But I even thought about redying my hair again. I just don't dye dyed hair requires a lot of maintenance. Yeah, and I don't even this patch requires more work than the rest of my hair that's black. Mm-hmm. And I'm just probably gonna stick to the patch because I don't know if I can deal with that again. But once I and my fro was short mm-hmm. for a while. I cut it, and my shit was right here. Like for, I'll insert some pictures. I have one where I have like this little shirt on, and it's so crazy because back then I was just like my hair was big, but it's just not as big as mm-hmm. it is now, and it's just weird seeing how much. But once I I was when I stopped being afraid to cut yeah. my hair, that's when my hair started prospering and it grew faster. I was so I would never cut my ends. Never started cutting my ends until 2017. And, you know, when you have split ends, it just travels yeah. up, damages your hair, and it stunts the growth. Because I always felt like I had, like, a, uh, I guess, like, a hair length that my hair would never grow past. Is I was I was not cutting my ends. My mom was telling me all the time in high school, cut your ends. 
I'd be like, no, because I wanted the length. Yeah. I don't want to cut my ends. We got to let that go. It's really health, mm-hmm. healthy hair over length every time. But I feel like you got to learn. Yeah, we have to learn that. that your hair don't have to be down to your butt. It's cool if it is, but your hair does not have to be down to your butt in order for it to be healthy. Or to I, feel beautiful. To feel beautiful. I chose... I started choosing health over length. Mm-hmm. And in return, I got length from yeah. it. So once I started doing it, I started learning more about products. I started mm-hmm. actually researching and reading articles and learning more about porosities and textures and elasticity and things of that nature when it came to my hair. And that's how I feel like my hair prospered because I got into I got deeper into Intuitive. figuring out my hair. Hair is not all. Once I let go of curl types as well, focusing mm-hmm. so much on curl pattern curl pattern curl pattern and it's like okay you can find somebody who has the same curl pattern as you but different porosities different porosities different textures like uh for example mia and one of my our friends kk they both have 4c hair mia's hair is much of a thicker texture and kk is more as a finer 4c Mm -hmm. they got the same curl pattern their textures are different though so they would have to do different things to their hair Mm -hmm. they might can use similar things but they might Cannot at the same time yeah. just because they have different textures to it. There are people out there that have, uh, like, I feel like a lot of people mistake my curl pattern because of how thick my mm-hmm. hair is. They see maybe a curl pattern like this and assume it's, like, the finer. Yeah. And it's not. It's like, yeah, I have 3C hair, but it's thick 3C yes. hair. So you're I- not your curl pattern. No, not your. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if you think about curl pattern, like, when you Google it, that fucking chart that comes up created the curl we, pattern chart it was a man person. it was oh, a man. man so we are more than our curl pattern i just want to normalize that because i feel like you get so boxed in it was a mixed man but hmm. <laughs> boxed in with this like type of hair and you just feel like especially yeah. with the 4c girls like i feel like obviously especially at the beginning with the natural hair movement like 4c was not literally considered as beautiful i'm not gonna lie because that was very discouraging for me as a person that is 4C, like, trying to figure it out, but it's just like, fuck, I can't figure it out because y'all, especially with brands, y'all keep putting the same type of women, which obviously all black women are beautiful. I'm a support, I'm a, I'm a, ooh, ooh, you mm-hmm. know, but it's just like, child, where the girls are like me? Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to do? Y'all mm-hmm. leaving us out in order to get your brand out there more because this is look is more. of beauty or yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I love that brands now are finally clicking. Like, baby, black is not beautiful. clicking. It's it's all different black. shades. All, we all just black. not one. Yeah, there's a lot of versatility to this. So let's get with it. Let's help each other and stop like catering to, especially mixed. Yeah. Hello, black people are not mixed. Like <laughs> the majority of a black person is like not mixed. So mm-hmm. it's just like what? Hey, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Who are like fully black? With tight curls, like, I used to always feel like that. Like, yes, I get that the looser curls, that, that the curls are beautiful. But mine like, what are the too. fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. Y'all keep putting the same shit, like promoting the same shit over and over. That's frustrating. And I'm glad that I was able to still whew, be strong. Yes, and it's get so crazy I want to see somebody like Mia. I'm just like, fuck. Mia's always been confident in herself. Even when I feel like there are things that are weirdly against you. Or like mm-hmm. you said, you don't see, but you still found confidence and encouragement. Mm-hmm. in yourself despite us looking very different yeah. as well because if we want to be honest my look will be more closer to the standard beauty look when it comes to hair, natural hair yeah. and whatever uh and with like colorism and texturism and things like that versus mia so it's just like mia could have easily got discouraged by simply just being friends with me yeah and true. i feel like 
people would expect that as well, but she's not. We both boost each other up mm-hmm. greatly. She's like trying to help each other. Yeah, we literally try to help each other up. And I just feel I wish everybody could kind of. I feel like I know it's hard for some girls, but I feel mm-hmm. like Mia's just one of those people that did not discourage her at all. Like she just kept going despite obstacles yeah. or things that could have made her kind of yeah. give up on I her feel natural like my journey. Main goal was like health. Yeah. I know that perm in my hair is not healthy. Mm-hmm. I know I cannot wear a wig because I was at that time running track and a wig. The fuck? <laughs> Can you imagine? That was not. And wigs was not as wigs good not, as yes, they are back now. Then, yeah. It's not, that was not even long time The 2014 ago. wigs was not as popping as okay, they are now. Okay, so I would have been literally struggling. So I just like this. I have to just figure it out. I have to just feel empowered. I have to like. It out. It was yeah. hard, but I did. I'm still figuring it out now. But I feel like we were always. Yeah. Learning something new, figuring, but I feel figuring like things out. Within my blackness, like loving being black, like being natural helped me just embrace. I feel like obviously I love being black, but like that just helped me love myself even more. Because I think that was my a fro. journey. That was a journey of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And I always. And then like, you look at yourself now and be yeah. like, remember back in 2014 when I was struggling with my yeah. hair? And it's like, yeah, a girl still be struggling just a tiny bit more, but it's like I'm on a whole different level yeah. than I was. Because I then. wear my hair out for like eighty five percent of the time. Same, unless I have and like I, a protective and style I genuinely or like something. It. Like I genuinely always feel a lot confident. of hard work. Yeah. However, I do. I feel like now I feel more co- confident when I wear my natural hair Me out, too. like in a fro, versus if I get it done another way. Because even when I just had that silk press, I was like, okay, the silk press is cool you know for like the first three days but i was like damn i want my fro back yeah i I feel way more confident with my fro out like my hair being Mm -hmm. big and just i feel like it embodies like my blackness like you said so it's like i knew obviously we we was felt our blackness before but i feel like once we really figured out our hair it's a connection yeah it's it's a connection and i feel like it is connection just because of the pressure i feel like of Especially, I'm speaking more towards in the white spaces. Mm-hmm. I feel like as being a PD, PWI, me just working in an environment where I was the only black person, mm-hmm. like that pressure of like, fuck, I'm gonna wear my hair. I don't give a fuck what they're talking about. That's okay. literally how I had to like be because I'm like, damn, I'm gonna get questions and possibly pet it today. Yes, I remember one time. But I must, pu- I must push through. I remember one time I uh, went on an interview and I wore my my hair big on my mm-hmm. interview. And they literally was like, do you wear your hair like that all the time? Like in a condescending way, not a like, a, oh, do you wear your hair like that? It was a do you wear your hair like that all the time? And this was my first time mm-hmm. ever wearing my fur. I would always put my hair in a bun mm-hmm. when I would go. Like I started doing that when I was in high school, putting my hair in a bun when I go on an interview. And I just didn't have time. So and the crazy thing is my hair was half of this size mm-hmm. that it is now. So I remember I went, I don't even remember what I interviewed for. And they were like, do you wear your hair like that all the time? And I was like yes mm-hmm. and then we just kind of stared at each other one did not get the job and i felt like that was part of the reason because of the way that they asked me yeah they, oh no they told me that my my hair was kind of like distracting i don't know what the hell you want me to do about it because i wear it like this every day mm-hmm. so that's crazy if you can't do your work or do what you got to do at work because you're too busy staring at my hair it's cool that's okay problem. that's your problem it's cool hair cool hair mm-hmm. cool big hair now keep it moving if you're not gonna compliment it then why are you worried yeah. about it Granted, I didn't get the job, and I always wondered if it was because it I was. like I wore my hair big because the rest of the interview was like eh, from there because mm-hmm. they asked me it at the beginning, and I was just like, and from there the vibes was off, and I probably gave off like eh, 
vibes yeah, because you asked me, you ask me, me yeah i wear my hair like this all the time yeah and so i feel like now you see in social media like the random laws that get passed mm. just for black people to simply be able to wear their hair in freaking protective styles or locks and stuff like that and it's Okay, yes, you can do this in this city in this state. Right, now we got to get a thumbs up to what? wear our hair. Like, That's not just be like, what really be going on in your mind? Because I feel like when it comes to like white people versus black people, we be minding our fucking business. Mm-hmm. It's just like we wear our hair, we do our thing. It just be like sometimes people in positions just have an issue with the things that we do that have nothing, has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Why do you care if my hair is <laughs> alive? So why do you care if it's braided? Like, how's That is not going to make me less skilled because yes. my hair is in box braids right now <laughs> like just these are some braids they, just they say. good it's just really giving like a, the undertone of Jim Crow to me and in, that's a, what I feel. in a way yeah. in a way it's just like a way to like control and just make or you not feel you, less than or yeah. like or keep you in not you express place. your blackness like, yes. because it's deemed unprofessional or distracting yes and it's just like Chow. oh my gosh that could be a whole another topic in itself but Literally. it's just like I feel like that it's frustrating. And that's what deters people sometimes from wanting to go natural. Mm-hmm. What kind of, a lot of people in like corporate world yes. I feel like struggle yes. with yes. wearing their natural hair because they are supposed to have the straight hair or yes. the straight wigs or, you know, like the traditional yes. whatever professional look. And I feel like a lot of women in the corporate world struggle yes. with wearing their you, hair. If I change my old job, when I would change my hair, I had to mentally prepare myself for the questions and fucking concerns I was about to randomly get get and it was very frustrating because like if i worked somewhere where there was mostly black people or minorities they would be like hey girl I like your hair that's mm-hmm. it but it's just like y'all do too much and <laughs> i was literally the only black person that worked there so it's just kind of like you try not to get an attitude but it's just like i just want to literally be able to wear my hair in cornrows one day if i want to stop on my wig on top of my cornrows and come to work like y'all not asking me did my fucking hair grow overnight <laughs> because obviously no one hair grows it's just like the microaggressions type yep. of stuff. It's just like, obviously, you know the real answer to that. You're just trying to be funny. funny. And I'm at work and, you know, I can't really get with you. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't want to get with you. Like, you know, versus if I was in the store and somebody asked me that, me mm-hmm. like, I can be rude. Yeah. But I work here, so I can't really talk to you how I would prefer yeah. to talk to you. Microaggressions uh, in the workplace. the workplace. It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might sound like a myth to some people, but no, it's a that's thing. a real thing. Or y'all think black folk? Like, I feel like a lot of times they think black people are like exaggerating making, or making things yes. up, and it's like my last job, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> you working at Chaff? Okay, all right. Let's move on real quick to mental health is wealth with yes, Beverly educate Coleman. us. So today I'm gonna give you guys some mental health resources for the black community. So these are some. Uh, it's gonna be more focused around therapy mm-hmm. or research resources to find more about therapy finding therapists workbooks things like that for yourself so hold on let me get to my notes out in front of me but first of all just talking about therapy in general i feel like go to therapy if you need to now mm-hmm. it's not that simple and you know the process of finding a therapist signing up for it paying for it can be very drawn out mm-hmm. it can be difficult and frustrating However, I really do encourage that if you feel like you need a therapist or even just go get a consultation Mm -hmm. too. if you're not 100 percent sure you do a consultation, see if you feel in the therapist or not, because on your first visit to a therapist, y'all not going to go deep into trauma. And it's not going to it's not like that. It's more of a y'all getting to know each other and you figure out from there 
whether y'all feel each other or not. So when I first went to a therapist, the first person I went to wasn't feeling. I just wasn't feeling. And I told him that. And it's okay to tell your therapist mm-hmm. that you're not feeling it because what they're going to do is refer you to somebody else that might be a better fit for you. They're not going to get personally like, because it's not personal. You. you need, you're you're going for help. So you want somebody to like, you help me down. The person I was referred to end up sticking with her because when we had that first consultation, I felt Mm-hmm. This with her versus, and it could be all because the first person I went to was a white man. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of like, oh, I wasn't feeling it. He, I also, just, he specialized yeah. in family counseling, and that's not what I was there for. So I needed somebody that practiced more of the techniques that I felt like would be better for me. So when I went to counseling, honestly, going to counseling was one of the best things that I did for myself. I had a lot of things that I was um, dealing with that affected me and I kept choosing to ignore them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it started causing me stress. I had started grad school. So I was stressed from that. So going to a therapist was probably one of the best decisions that I ever made for myself. So I always do encourage people at least trying it out, getting that consultation in. And for those of you that are in college, most colleges provide uh, free sessions for you. So you have like a student center type of thing where, you know, you have your, uh, your doctors in there and they have a counseling center more than likely you get a certain amount of free sessions every semester so when i went to tarleton i believe you get seven free sessions and you didn't have to pay for them i mean it's basically in your tuition if we're being honest so if you were in college and now granted if you're going to the counseling center it's very limited mm-hmm. on who is there so you know you maybe can't be as choosy but it is free at the end of the day to just try and get yeah. a consultation out of it. So if you're in college, really go to your school website, uh, see if they offer that for you. But most colleges do have some type. So in college, do check that out. But for those of us that are has-beens, no, I was playing, mm-hmm. or you're not in college or uh, whatever it is, you just, you know, out here living life, I have some resources for you to find black therapists, find uh, more information for yourself. So the first one is called Health in Her Hue, and it's an app. It's a digital platform connecting black women and women of color to culturally competent healthcare providers, health content, and communities. So Health in Her Hue is the Instagram mm-hmm. and the website. I'm going to go to it real quick. So Health in Her Hue, I've actually partnered with them before on something, but the app is really cool. It don't matter. You can be looking for... A OBGYN, this can be finding a counselor, a dentist, whatever. And what you do is you go in there, put where you're from, and they'll show you the people that's in your area. So this will help. This can help you find it's black, all mm-hmm. black doctors, mm-hmm. basically. And it's several type of doctors, all health. So it's literally an app. It's free. Make an account. But also, if you go to their Instagram, they have uh, like cool information that's on there as well. Like, just take home information for yourself that you can learn about. I know they do, like, um, lives where they'll talk to doctors and things like that because that's kind of what I've done before. Like, a, um, we did, like, a um, this was, like, during COVID. So mm-hmm. we did, like, an online event, and it was me, um, someone who was, like, newer in the field of psychology versus someone who was more experienced, was a, like, therapist, and I was just kind of talking back and forth about things like that. So they have stuff like that, but it's, it's a really cool app. A lot of black women on there. Mm-hmm. Love a black woman from infinity to, to infinity. infinity. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Health in Her Hue, great app. But 
one thing about Health Center Hue, it is a little limited mm-hmm. on who is there. So, uh, and I'm giving you these sources that you can, both of these are good sources you can kind of go back and forth with because obviously one app isn't going to have everybody yeah. that's in the area, all options. So another option that you can have is, now this is not black owned. However, you can, it does show you who the doctor is. Mm-hmm. So you can obviously see research, if they're, yeah. they're black or not. So it's called ZocDoc. And I personally use Zoc. By the way, I've used all these things. But um, I personally use ZocDoc to find my OBGYN mm-hmm. that I go to, which is a black person. So ZocDoc, basically, same concept as Health and Her Hue, except for obviously it has a more variety of people on it. But you can find any type of doctor that you're looking for. You can see, you can put your insurance in, and mm-hmm. it only shows you the people that take your insurance but it shows you pictures mm-hmm. of who the doctors are. And I found black therapists on this as well. Like I said, I found my OBGYN. Uh, who, what else did I went to? I found a dentist, a mm-hmm. black dentist that I went to last year mm-hmm. on here. So this is a good uh, resource as well. ZogDoc, again, health in general. Yeah. But you can find therapists on here. And I actually found, uh, right now a lot of therapists are doing online, but I found like three black women on this website that are kind of in the Dallas area. And obviously show you people mm-hmm. in your area, but it'll tell you like they're in person or not. And I was thinking about signing up with this yeah. one lady that I saw that was virtual because at the time, like I said, it was COVID, COVID heavy, but I use ZogDoc as well. So I use both health and her, you know, ZogDoc kind of go back and forth because sometimes they have the same people on it. Sometimes, sometimes they, they don't. Yeah. You just kind of look at your options. Yeah. But like I said, health and her, Hugh, uh, when you go to like their Instagram and stuff, they have just way more take-home information and mm-hmm. things like that. But ZocDoc is also a good source to find some black healthcare providers. Now, next, I want to talk about Shantae J, who's a licensed therapist, a.k.a. the homegirl therapist. So I came across her back in 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how we got to talking, but... So um, she is a licensed therapist. Let me pull up her information because she got credentials, honey. So like <laughs> I said, these are good resources. Oh, yeah, for sure. Y'all check out all these. So it's Shantae J. Shantae, Shantae. So she's a licensed professional counselor and she's licensed in Texas mm-hmm. and Georgia. And she is online. Mm-hmm. So if you not in uh, she's based yeah. in Dallas though. Okay. She lives in Dallas, but she is all her services are online, are online okay, which cool. is great because I also feel like right now a lot of things are turning online. Maybe you don't really have the time to drive, drive yeah. all the way to a therapist and come back, but being online or you might feel more comfortable doing it online versus being in person, in person. Yeah. So the therapy services she provide is individual therapy, mm-hmm. couples therapy, family therapy, and uh, she specializes in relationship with yourself, relationship with others, and your world I and your mental that. health. Um, so her clients are to be 18 and up only. Again, she's licensed in Texas and Georgia. And let me see. Hold on real quick. Let me go find where her credentials were. I seen it. seen it, but I can't find it. And then she got like five different credentials that I seen. I was like, ah. Certified, certified. Oh, yeah, she's certified. Okay, so obviously her bachelor's in psychology. She went mm-hmm. to a TWU. Ooh, uh, she local. has a master's in professional counseling, master's 
in psychology. And then, like I said, she's licensed as a professional counselor in Texas and in Georgia. Georgia. Okay. So she is the real deal. So if you want to go to her website and her Instagram is the homegirl uh, therapist. And when you go to homegirl therapy services, she has right here. So again, you have to be in order for a counselor to, their clients have to be in the state that they're licensed mm -hmm. in because they would get in trouble yeah. if they're doing that. So um, Texas or Georgia. So Texas or Georgia. I don't know. <laughs> um, she has a contact form that you uh, fill out. Her services, again, are online. So I feel like that's um, a really good source to yeah, have. And even is. when you go to, like, her Instagram and stuff, of course, again, take-home information that's on there. But she also has a journal that I have. I love me a good journal. Let me go to it real quick. So she has a journal that you can buy. It's like uh twenty dollars, and it's called "I May Not Have It All Together, But I Have It All." Ooh, and so like it's that. cute little pink journal, and uh her by bio for it, a journal to self love and discovery. Journaling can be so intimidating. This is a guided journal that asks you specific questions to lead you to learning more about who you are, why you are, and where you are. This journal guides you to self awareness, self reflection, and self discovery. This journal includes affirmations, mm -hmm. short poems, poems, <laughs> personal expressions, and activities that help you progress in your own self-discovery journey. I like that. I love self-worth well journals. Said. I love those because I feel like sometimes when it comes to journaling, people struggle because they don't know what to write. But like, yeah, what am I supposed? What to am write I supposed about? to write yeah. about? It's like, okay, if I'm sad, I put I'm sad. But what am I supposed to? Yeah, or like, if I'm not feeling comfortable, a little bit. It helps you dig deeper into yourself. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. So I love self-help journals that, especially when they're geared towards Black women, because they're one appealing mm -hmm. to look at, and then the questions I feel like relate to mm -hmm. you. But um, it's twenty dollars. Affordable. It's on her website as well. It's under the shop uh area, but it's twenty dollars. We have very affordable, and also she has um a guide to finding a therapist as well, and under her link tree. So okay. um, when you go to her Instagram, her link tree link tree link is in the link in the bio area. So she has a blog as well. Guide to finding a therapist and other little uh, cool things. It's resources. one is resources, how to overcome abandonment issues, what it means to be a hopeless romantic, all kind of <laughs> things. I need to look at those. <laughs> but um, her, some interviews that she's done, Ooh. her Voyage Dallas interview as well. Hey, hey. So the homegirl therapist, Shantae J, she is dope. a great source. This is a black woman therapist. Right she's also, if you're looking for somebody that's younger too, she just turned 35. She's a younger therapist as well. So I feel like she'll be able to relate on you with a lot of things that people our age are dealing with. Even if she is a tiny bit older than us, but still. But yes, the homegirl therapist, Shantae J. Y'all looking for a black therapist, check her out. She's amazing. She's super nice. I had, Like I said, I have like, um, she sent me, and it was so cute because she when she sent me the journal, she sent me like this oil that came with it, this um bag with this really cool pen in it. It was it was like, I was like, ah, I love it. I like that. I love it. I love it. These resources are really dope because I feel like representation matters. And I feel yes. like sometimes it's very hard to find, especially in these fields, mm -hmm. like people who look like us that help us. It Honestly, you feel more safe. You feel more secure. You feel more taken care of because the thing I feel like with black people with us, well, mm -hmm. me specifically, like I feel like 
that internal, I don't know if this is just like something I need to work on, but it's just like, I don't know if a white person is racist or not. You don't know. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's like, are they going to help me? They're going to be, mm, when I was in the, the counseling, judgment, like, um, you just don't know. When I was in the counseling program, we talked about that in one of our classes, and it was like part of the reason, statistically wise, mm-hmm. why black people do not go to counseling is they simply do not trust white counselors. Yeah. And that's why they were saying it's important to, like, black people make the the lowest population in counseling. Um, we have the lowest, mm-hmm. I, I forgot, I think it's like some like three or four percent, but we have the lowest representation when it comes to like mental health it's field. Scary. And it is scary. And I feel like maybe possibly because black people just don't know, don't history, think that's the option. It's just like, yeah. You're kind of taught not to just like trust sometimes. Like, should I trust? Like, I don't know. Like, especially or mental health wasn't very thorn- taught and yeah, important that too. in the black community as very well. Very vulnerable moment. So mm-hmm. just like when you just, used to seeing the bad stuff like mm-hmm. obviously all white people are not bad and all yeah, racist but it's just like you don't know till you know yeah and it's just like you don't know till after that discrim- discrimination like incident or mm-hmm. like you don't know till you know and it's yeah. very scary to like ooh, like i don't know especially like going to the doctor they're yeah, gonna take me too. seriously you know you they hear gonna- all the time about black women when they're conditions are not mm-hmm. taken seriously and they end up dying or yeah. things get worse for them like literally with serena williams where she kept telling them she thought she had blood clots and they thought she was exaggerating freaking serena but you know williams. there's a statistic that says that white doctors thought that black women had a higher pain tolerance yeah. than white women and that's why they don't it's part of scary, the reason why they yeah. don't take them as serious and it's like what the fuck made you think that i can handle a blood clot better than a woman of a different yeah. race. So they think black people in, can endure pain at a much higher rate like stick, than, yeah. Yeah, than somebody of another race. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why. And it's like actual research on it mm-hmm. and things like that. And same with the mental health. So they was just kind of like part of the reason black people don't go to therapy is one, lack of representation. Mm-hmm. And then two, they don't, they genuinely maybe just don't think a white person could help them with their problem or understand what they're like going through. Like if I'm through. dealing with straight microaggressions all the mm-hmm. time, like that's something that like a white person can literally not see, understand. Like that's not true. Yeah, it's, it never, and it's like as much as they would like to understand, they will, they will never truly yes. feel how I feel about yes. it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why these resources are super dope. Yeah, because it's just like someone literally took the time out to say, "Look, I'm gonna make resources to help my people, like find people who look like them, or really just even as simple as like someone who takes their." insurance mm-hmm. that's hard that's who, who take my insurance that's a difficult know. thing yeah it's, <laughs> it's very hard to figure that out so i love these resources yes and lastly this is a um oh i lied i got two more so next is another journal and it is called everything she is it's, and her, it's, it's still the homegirl therapist no 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 this is somebody uh-huh. else so this is the everything she is journal it's another journal mm-hmm. self-help and it's by Candice johns what's up Candice girl but i have this Mm-hmm. As well, first of all, the cover is so damn cute. I love the cover uh, of it; so colorful. I mm-hmm. like it. But um, this is a self help self help journal as well, geared towards Black uh, women. You go to the Instagram, nothing but Black women, mm-hmm. Black women from infinity to infinity. And I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. I follow the Instagram basically off the aesthetic of literally just seeing yeah. like um, a lot of uh, take home things, yeah. um, like little quick tips and things like that for self-confidence on there as well but we have the self-love workbook this one is $25.99 the self-love workbook uh, features a series of exercises for you to start healing trauma releasing self-doubt and uncovering your truest self 
Self-love is more than drinking red wine, sweet-smelling face masks, and bubble baths. So light okay. that candle, clear your desk, and make way for okay. a new self-care. That's oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> that you come for us. Things be like, self-care, self-care. get wine. <laughs> And it is self-care. I don't care what anyone says. But she right. right. Everybody was like, uh, what you talking about? I go do a face mask. Self-care. <laughs> Which it is. But um, then on the cover, it's a black woman. She's sitting. It's the sun and things like that. So you can find this on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. as well. You can go straight to the website, everythingsheis.co. So that is the self-help book. I have it as exercises, questions, and things like that. There's also a... Pin 2022. Oh. <laughs> you would love that. Yes. 2022 intention setting guide. So intentions are guiding principles that help align your thoughts, attitude, and actions with a desired non-materialistic outcome. And having clear intentions is a must when moving with purpose. We were talking about our our word this year is intentional. Yeah, being intentional. This guide helps you identify what you hope to manifest and will bring clarity and focus to all areas of your life. Are you ready to take control of your life and get intentional so i like it this is gonna take all my coins because i'm like and this is free this is a free guide this is it's a digital download so it's under the um when you go to everything she is co it's under the shop Uh, check that one out yes i okay okay i'm going my pinches but um this is free and it's digital download so you can have it all the time with you on whatever it is but intention guide and um, there's also another free one as well, and it's called the Recharge Revolutionary Guide, a guide for everyday change makers to recharge with self-care. Um, this guide will help you identify warning signs of burnout Ooh. and provide you with the skills to truly prioritize yourself while you fight for what you believe in. We are excited to um, for you to make this guide as your own as you learn to pour into yourself and navigate your change-making okay. journey. This is free as well. I love the digital. messaging, the customer messaging. Like I do, they're too. getting their point way across. Like yes, I, lo- I, I, speaking. I love it, and they have some good reviews on here, of course. But those are two free, yeah, guides right there for yourself. If you know you're a little skeptical, it's two free right there, and the book as well. Me personally, I love this guy, but I love physically writing things Same. now. I'm a physical writer person. I can type stuff all day, but I have writing. to physically write yeah, it down. Me too. That's just how I am. But these are some free guides. Like I said, Black Woman Own by Miss Candace Jones. Check that out. Uh, everything she is on Instagram uh, co on Instagram and everything she is co website. And last, another resource for finding therapists: Therapy for Black Girls, yeah. which y'all probably have heard of. Very popular. Yeah, it's very popular. Where you, another source where you can find therapy. Like I said, between this Health and Her Hue and now Health and Her Hue, if you want to specifically use something black owned, obviously Therapy for Black Girls and Health and Her Hue are the two mm-hmm. black owned ones. And ZocDoc is a another. It's just another source for yeah. you to have where you can find black doctors. But just kind of going between these and just seeing what's available, and they might have somebody on one that you feeling that the other two don't. Yeah. You know what I'm so um, it's, they have a podcast as well, Therapy for Black Girls podcast. And on this podcast, they have like short episodes that uh, it's more than, it's kind of like exploring, yes, mental health, but just li- like all life, like developing your personal style, establishing new routines, buying your first home, egg freezing and fertility, managing creator burnout. And there's more journaling for new year decisions, cyberbullying, online harassment, when new uh when the news is difficult 
friends, family, and finances. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of different life topics. Just life topics, yeah, which cool. obviously when you go to therapy, you go to therapy for anything. I feel like every and that's another thing I want to point out to y'all. You do not therapy is one, not for crazy people. I feel yeah. like people think like, oh, only crazy people or no, something traumatic for weak people or for just super traumatic things. It's mm -hmm. not for just I'm not I'm not gonna say just for crazy. It's not for crazy people. It's not for the most traumatic thing mm -hmm. that could ever happen to anybody. And it's, it doesn't make you weak mm -hmm. or soft to go to therapy either. And I feel like that's what a lot of people think. Literally, you can go to therapy if you are sad and depressed because you are failing your classes. Mm -hmm. You're not doing well in your classes and it's starting to affect your entire life. You can go to therapy because you are struggling with a new job. Mm -hmm. You can go to therapy for free pretty much anything. anything honestly pretty much anything you want to so i feel like these topics are a bunch a bunch of life topics mm -hmm. anybody can talk about women can relate to so uh the podcast uh i think is a really good thing that they have yeah. again more information that's out there for you free to learn free information for you to to learn more about going to a therapist but all just in general just yeah. how like to handle hack, the, like little life hacks for literally you. life hacks for you to um have and they have a under the find a therapist mm -hmm. and put your information in there where you are and the owner is dr dr joy harden bradford which is a black woman she's a licensed psychologist speaker and the host of therapy for black girls so she's the one that's mm -hmm. doing talking. the talking yeah. um her work focuses on making focuses her work focuses on making mental health topics more relevant and accessible for black women she delights in using pop culture to illustrate psychological concepts but got her natural hair out in this spot out too we love to see it but that's another resource for you so mm -hmm. for y'all who are looking to get into therapy or just learning more about mental health mental health yeah, and yourself cool. health in her hue zoc doc shanta j the homegirl therapist everything she is and therapy for black girls are really good resources, resources. for you men and women yeah. to go and check out and find therapists or That's dope. workbooks or just a health health in general for you mm -hmm. to find like resource so thank you babe you educated oh. us today okay okay so We're literally i think over two hours um, do you want to keep going or <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how much time we have, Lou. Zero minutes. Zero. Let's see. Oh, you, you haven't quite hit two hours. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Like five minutes, we'll hit two hours. Okay. okay, we're just gonna do some Black History Fun. I found a quiz. Oh my gosh, she's trying to take my black card, y'all. Okay, y'all. So for <laughs> what would be what's new, we're gonna do some Black History Fun facts. Okay. So first, me and Mia are gonna take a. Shot? Black history. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you want to. No, no. But no. um, we're gonna do like a little Black History Fun quiz that I found, so we can. We're gonna see how it goes. But before we even start that, I want to talk about who created Black History Month. Mm -hmm. We got to start with that. So, let me see something real quick. Sorry, why is that? I like. You said right who there. created Black History Month? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who started it? Okay. So, in case you didn't already know, the creator of Black History Month was historian Carter G. Woodson, often referred to as the father of Black history. 
He was notably the second African-American to graduate from Harvard University with a doctorate degree and mm-hmm. is credited with being one of the first scholars to study and research the history of African-Americans. Okay. So Black History Month was created. Okay, so most of y'all probably know Black History Month used to be Black History Week. It started off as a week. So it was first created in 1926 uh, when Woodson and the Association of the Study of Negro Life and History announced the second week of February to be Negro History Week. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, we need to have a month after we had a week. A week. And I said, that's not long enough. <laughs> yeah. But Black History Month was first proposed by black educators and the black United students at Kent State University in February of 1969. So, 1926 is when we first got Black History Week. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 1969, a whole, what, 40 years later, that mm-hmm. it first got brought up to make it a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first celebration of Black History Month took place at Kent State a year later, from January 2nd to February 28, 1970. But it wasn't until six le- six years later that it was like, like a national like holiday. a like a like, national yeah like a right. national thing. Black history is being celebrated all across the country in educational institutions, centers of Black culture, and community centers, both great and small. When President Gerald Ford recognized Black History Month in 1976. During the celebration of the United States, I ain't even gonna try to say that word. He urged <laughs> Americans to seize the opportunity to honor the two often neglected accomplishments of Black Africans in every ever in every area of endeavor throughout our history. Yeah. So that Black History Month was started by Carter G. Wilson. It was first Negro History Week, mm-hmm. and then forty six years later. We got Black History Month. So when you really think about it, this was in 1976. My mama was born in 1975. So Black History Month ain't even been, has been a thing for 45 years. Not even a super long time. And people like to think back on stuff like, oh, it was a super long time. Hell no, it wasn't. It really wasn't because my mom was literally a a one-year-old when this happened. And she's not like old at all. Yeah. So it's just super crazy to see how short of a time how sh- it seems so long ago but it, but it is really now we think yeah. about oh like the 70s the 70s really wasn't that long mm-hmm. ago we really think about it all right we finna do black history uh trivia <laughs> oh my <laughs> via, gosh via. so i can't see the answer okay, so i'm gonna say not no i can't see the answer so we can choose an answer together and then i'll click it and they'll tell okay yeah. okay teamwork we got teamwork all right we got 10 questions y'all let's get through them. okay Juneteenth, which became an official federal holiday in 2021, mm-hmm. commensurated this. The emancipation of enslaved African Americans in the U.S., the service of black troops in the U.S. Army during the Civil War, the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that effectively ended separate but equal education, the signing into law of the Civil Rights of 1964. Hey. Yes. I, the emancipation of enslaved. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Which group launched the Freedom Rides in 1961? Mm-hmm. The American Civil, well, my bad, hold on. The ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, B, the SCLC, Southern Christian Leadership Conference, mm-hmm. three, CORE, Congress of Racial Equality, or DSNCC, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. I'm going to say A. I'm going to say A, too. What's the answer? The, so we're going with the American Civil Liberties Union. Huh? <laughs> You're wrong. wrong. 
CORE, the Congress of Racial Equality. I thought that was going to be no. That just sounded (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) It said, bus loads of freedom riders went from town to town testing local compliance with federal orders to desegregate interstate bus terminals. (sighs) All right, well, okay. At the time of her historic bus incident, what was Rosa Parks' occupation? One, I mean one, A, hospital orderly, B, drugstore clerk, C, high school cafeteria worker, D, department store seamstress. No one ever told me this. I'm going to say seamstress. This, I don't know. What were the options again? She worked at a hospital, drugstore clerk, cafeteria worker, uh, store seamstress. Um, I'm trying to think what were we allowed to do with this That's time? why I said seamstress kind of maybe seems more, maybe... Sure. Okay, because we don't know. All right. <laughs> Barks was arrested December first, nineteen fifty-five, after refusing to surrender her seat to a white okay. passenger. All right, number four. Which of these influential authors became the first African American to win the Nobel Peace Prize? Nobel Prize for Literature. One, mm-hmm. Maya Angelou. Two, I mean B, August Wilson. C, Lorraine Hansberry, or D, Toni Morrison. I only know Maya Angelou. <laughs> I know who Toni Morrison is, but I don't know if that would be the first. I'm going to say Maya Angelou. You got to be right. It's Toni Morrison. Uh, ooh, I, I should have known Maya Angelou too. Such yeah. obvious. Yeah. Morrison, author of Beloved in the Bluest Eye, won the Nobel Prize in 1993 for novels characterized by visionary See, force. my ass was not alive. <laughs> and poetic. <laughs> we weren't alive for any of this. <laughs> poetic import. Life to an essential aspect of American reality. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Beloved in the blue is uh, Tony Morrison. Before he was elected president of the United States, Barack Obama served as a U.S. senator of what Midwestern state? Mm-hmm. Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, or Ohio? Illinois, right? I want to say it was Illinois, too. Why all of them sound the same? Illinois. Yeah. Obama was elected Chicago. as the junior U.S. senator from Illinois in November mm-hmm. of 20. 20- 2004. Yeah, I gotta watch that Michelle Obama movie. Michelle Obama and a Brock movie. It's like a love story with Tink or something. Yeah, Tink something. She's so pretty. Good. Okay. Number six. In addition to his influential campaigns to become the president of the United States in 1984 and 1988, the Reverend Jesse L. Jackson is known for his leadership roles with which civil rights organization? A. Southern Christian Leadership Conference. B. People United to Save Humanity. Mm-hmm. C. Rainbow Coalition. D, all of the above. The fuck? The D? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say all of the above. Because you I can never go wrong all of the above. Yeah, I guess I was not expecting the all of the above option. I was like, <laughs> Starting with his participation okay. in a sit-in in his hometown of Greenville, South Carolina in July 1960, Jackson has dedicated his life to civil rights activism through several organizations. we love to see you. You go, Jesse. Just sir. Okay. Number seven, in 1964, African-American college students staged a sit-in that helped integrate this store's lunch counter. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Okay. Definitely don't know this. Yeah. A, Woolsworth. That's the, this is the name of the place. Okay. Woolsworth. B, W.T. Grant. Mm-hmm. C, G.C. Murphy. D, S.S. Craig? Craig? I'm going to say Woolworth. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. This, okay. Let's see. Cause I'm just good. Yeah, I got a great. <laughs> this store was in like, downtown. I remember these movies. Like, yeah, I just one with remember. the bus. 
with them, you know, mm-hmm. and then the one with the um, them city. Mm-hmm. The store was in downtown Greensboro, North Carolina. Number eight. In 1968, she became the first African-American woman elected to Congress. A, Barbara Jordan. B, Maxine Waters. C, Shirley Chisholm. D, Carol Braun. 1968? Yeah. Only person I know is Maxine Waters. How old is she? Maxine Waters pretty old. Isn't Maxine Waters the one that's like reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time? That's oh, her. I want to say yes, but I could possibly Bro, be that's definitely her. Let me look it up. Not me. Not. I don't know. Obviously, black history is not taught enough in school. Yeah, that was her. Reclaiming mm-hmm. my time. Oh, that's why I was... Let us go, Miss Maxine. Yeah. Ah, Shirley Chisholm. Chisholm. Mm-hmm. She represented the 12th District of New York in the U.S. House of Representatives from 69 to 83. Though she was in her, uh, though she was unsuccessful in her campaign to become the Democratic Party's seventy-two presidential nominee, her unbought and unbossed slogan has influenced Black leaders for decades since then. Love to see it. So the first African American woman in Congress. Okay, got two more. Number nine. Members of what labor union helped to build the nation's Black middle class and civil rights movement? A. Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. B. American Federal of Teachers. C, Communication Workers of America. D, International Ladies Garment Workers Union. I've literally never heard of any. I'm going to say C, Communication Workers of America. Yeah. I mean, they're workers and workers. middle class and civil rights. Yeah. Ah, the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. <laughs> I never thought that. It's the Brotherhood of what? The Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. I thought that was the one that was not going to be it. Because what does that even mean? Thousands of Pullman porters created the first labor union for African-Americans and exemplified the possibility of upward mobility for blacks. Okay. All right. Thank you, brothers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, brotherhood. All right. Last one. Who was elected chairman of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in 1966? Charles E. Cobb Jr., Stokely Carmichael, John Lewis, or Bobby, Bobby Seale? I'm going to say John Lewis. Okay. Stokely Carmichael. Carmichael replaced John Lewis. (laughs) He replaced our answer and began advocating black power. All right. So clearly. Clearly. We was with the black history. We need to be taught more history. That's one thing I want to do for my future children Mm -hmm. is try to teach them more. Because I obviously, like, when you think about history, just like in school, we learn about all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. All them little workforces and groups that did this and did that of i guess obviously american history mm-hmm. but like the white work wash version mm-hmm. so i just wish that you know we, we can know know our freaking stories we don't know unless our parents or grandparents literally tell us and american just, and world history yeah. there's a lot of black world history not just in the americas but just everywhere it's very honestly. much like slavery abraham lincoln emancipation martin luther king obama now that's <laughs> <laughs> the top line like literally, that's literally a little the bit time. of Jim Crow kind of came between. <laughs> that's all he That's did. how it's taught. And it's so much specifics that I feel like that are not, or are so many people that mm-hmm. are inventors and yeah. entrepreneurs and uh, people in literature, sports, music, entertainment, yeah. whatever that are let out just because those things are literally overlooked. not taught. They're and we overlooked. have a really big, they're overlooked, but also they're just not deemed as important mm-hmm. if we're being honest. One person that... You can ask this man anything he knows. My dad mm-hmm. loves black 
history. Growing up, this man was always teaching us something. So I feel like I always somewhat knew a little bit more than maybe most people did mm-hmm. growing up. My dad was always teaching us something. Did y'all know that this, this, and that? Yeah, this year he know years, he know places, he know names. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe, one, he can remember all that stuff. He's a history buff. Mm-hmm. But he knows so much about black history. So he was always teaching us something new. And it's so interesting because you had a class, and like you said, it's slavery, Jim Crow, Martin Luther King, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the timeline that that's it goes it. in. And there's, and like I said, I feel like a lot of world history is left out. Black world history yeah. is left out. So, like I said, I, I do want to do more. Like, or if you want to learn more, you got to take an African-American studies class. Yeah. I took one in high school. But, like... It's like my you gotta watch hella documentaries. Yeah, it and... shouldn't be. And we love doing self learning, but it's mm-hmm. just like in general. But like we're really not. We should know. We, we should, should know more. We than deserve we do. to be reminded of Black excellence mm-hmm. and Black greatness since we are born. When we yep. learn to, when we get, when we first get into school, we should be learning that. Mm-hmm. We should be knowing that. But it's just like something that's so what they call it the critical race theory, theory or whatever yeah. that they're trying to get out now because they're trying to like, oh, y'all <laughs> trying to make white people seem bad. And it's like I don't think white people are bad. However. In history, why yeah. did some y'all evil? Was on, they y'all was, was on some shit. they did some then, evil shit, yeah. and it's like people deserve to know the know truth. the truth and the reality of it. That's not gonna make me go out there and be like, all right, because it's still people. a fake thing today. It's not like oh, it's over. There's no fix. No, that yeah, shit, no, that it's still, still hitting. It affects in different ways. Yeah. It may not be as obvious yeah. as it used to be back then, but it does have an effect. People deserve. Everybody truth. deserves to know about black history and the things that have actually happened instead of sugarcoating shit. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it, a lot of stuff that has happened is sugarcoating. I think that's why some white people do have a hard time believing, believing like just understanding standing because they're not taught it either or the realities of it. Everything is sugarcoated. Yes. Yeah. Watered down to make it not seem like, you know, it was bad, but it, went oh, it was just bad. slavery. Yeah. <laughs> just slavery child. And then I hate when people like get over oh, it. And it's it like, Jim Crow. y'all know slavery was not that long ago. Yeah, Jim Crow, all that wasn't that because, like I said, those things still have Effect. lasting effects to this day. So yeah, I'ma still care about it because we dealing with the aftermath mm-hmm. of it. So I do hope that schools will teach more mm-hmm. and include it more into the curriculum because it is important. And there's a lot of black people that have done so many great things and things that people use on a regular like and, tampons and pads, like. Have no idea that a black woman created those things. Mm-hmm. What is the like the stoplight? Mm-hmm. Um, all kind of stuff. You eating on peanut butter? Black man <laughs> made that. Okay, that peanut butter and jelly. No, it's like, but it's just like I feel like there's so many things that people don't realize that I was looking at something earlier and it was saying how a black woman is the one who helped create the gifts, mm-hmm. like gifts you know that you use on your phone and on yeah. computers and stuff like animated gifts, like. I didn't even know that until I randomly came across it, though. But a black woman helped create those. And it's like things like that aren't taught, aren't put out there. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that we use that black people have. I definitely appreciate, like, the black people before us. Oh, the ancestors. Definitely appreciate it. The way that they just, like, tried to keep. Because I don't mentally don't know what I could have done back then. Because, Mm -hmm. like, the disadvantage was real. Mm -hmm. And just, like, the constant feeling of like you not enough because of your skin color that was like i feel like the theme yep of our lives and so the fact that they were able to push through and still get stuff done still be powerful Mm -hmm. still make a huge impact that we're talking about it right now that is amazing it's very empowering i'm very very appreciative of the people that came before us because without their efforts even though we there's still 
some things to go and there's still things aren't perfect but it's like they really made way for us to even be entrepreneurs and so have this run literally so we yes. could be on this damn podcast talking yeah. about it and working for our having the opportunities to, to work, work for, for ourselves, ourselves and yeah. the skill set and the you know things like that that are that they possibly yes. didn't have or they pushed for us to have yeah. anyways i like the way that um Black people now, I feel like, of course, they probably didn't back then, but we wouldn't allow. But like, how the black community lift each other up? Like, mm-hmm. whenever you know you see somebody doing well, like everybody's retweeting and sharing yes. each other's story and showing, like, and having them go this, viral, yes. selling out their stuff. Yes. Like, I love the support in the black community. There's, mm-hmm. I feel like, no matter where you go, it's always gonna be haters and naysayers, of course. But for the most part, I do feel like black people really do a really good job. Yeah. How at, we own, how we buy black, mm-hmm. how we literally. The simple shout out someone's business, mm-hmm. like how we do black mm-hmm. excellence, like that's why we do black excellence. Because yeah. Yes. Me when I do needed. like we um, have to support each other. Partnering with people that do like my hair mm-hmm. and skin and nails and stuff like that. Seeing when those people get customers and people come to I've been looking for somebody a black nail tech. I've been mm-hmm. looking for a black hairstylist in my area, things like that. Like showing support for other black businesses really do help them and then it helps circulate the black mm-hmm. dollar because black community has the shortest time span of keeping the dollar within yeah the, and it's like sometimes we can't help it because there may not be a local black whatever it is yeah. that you're looking for so you have to go you know elsewhere and i get that but i feel like that is with online buying as mm-hmm. well and people helping put other people is going to help circulate the black yeah, dollar I feel like within we're the really community. understanding investing mm-hmm. in each other to mm-hmm. help each other grow and get to where we want to be because mm-hmm. that's how we're gonna make it. Yep. Literally. With each other. Stay afloat is like literally investing in each other, making products and services to literally serve each other. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a fair exchange. Making it relatable. Mm-hmm. Like I said, with those journals that I had, I love them because they just scream black girl to me. And when I'm writing in them and when I'm using them, I feel like I can relate to it even any type of spirals i have mm-hmm. um the one with the the black girl that i showed y'all before that uh in target mm-hmm. like just like things like that is just love you to like, like you art. see yourself mm-hmm. like in a way but you actually get to see, see yourself in life, these things in see the these, store these things that you see yourself and you see people that you're around mm-hmm. like i've seen things that i feel like look like me it look like my sister look like mm-hmm. my other friends my mom and i love seeing i literally bought artwork because it rem- i know it sounds weird but mm-hmm. i that picture what i have the three dark skin girls mm-hmm. on my they made me think of me and when she's wearing her hair in the footballs mm-hmm. and it's just it's like i like seeing it so that's part of the reason why i bought it because i feel like i relate to because i was like it made me think of my friends mm-hmm. when i see this so it's really nice to see slow shift yeah. in the changing and see more representation but definitely shout out to our ancestors yes. because the without the us. people before us and paving the way and enduring they shouldn't have had to endure all like that trauma tra- literally tra- trauma. trauma and generational trauma is something we can talk about from the day yeah but shout out to our ancestors yes happy, happy black, black history, history month. month stay black stay beautiful stay proud yes thank y'all for tuning in and we'll see y'all next time bye bye